What's up, everybody, and welcome to the newest installment of the Minorities Report. As always, I am your head minority in charge, Gus. With me, as usual, is my biracial consigliere, Jay Shell. What it is, everybody? What it is. Yep. What is it? We don't know what it is, but we know <laughs> it exists. Yep. So, what's up, man? You got all your Christmas shopping done? No, not yet. So far, I got my girlfriend her gift, uh, her sister, uh, my nephew, so... Um, does he to get mom's gift, dad's? Which, by the way, I found out that he's a um, Steph uh, Steph Curry fan. Oh yeah, and uh, Golden uh, State Warriors and everything. So, because he's, I uh, I messaged him. Y'all hey, notice he forgot somebody on that list, right? Like, Whatever. calm down. Yeah. <laughs> and you were saying? Uh, but no, he said that um, I have enough like Auburn Tiger stuff and Raiders gear and everything, which right. is my go-to when I get gifts for him. And oh, everything. LSU. Yep. Um, no, that's a uh, Louisiana. Auburn yeah, they're Tiger. the Tigers. Yeah, LSU Tigers. Al- Auburn Tigers. Oh. In Alabama. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so going to find some stuff for him as well and everything. Uh, I need to get my mom something. I found a good gift for my niece, but she listens to the podcast, so I'm just going to keep that to myself. Oh, she today. listens to it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is she one of our, our California listeners? Mm-hmm. Oh, yep, okay. Yep. Man, you, well, she's an adult now, right? I was going to say, you just to let her watch, listen to us with all that cussing and stuff? But. I mean... Come on, I mean, like, it's but she's sister. an adult now, right? Yeah, 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 18. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, she's just listening to her uncle and friend talk, so yeah, it's not like she's like you know, seeing like what's it called? It's uh, not like uh, she's uh, listening to Dean Cook, right? Or uh, <laughs> though she is in the right uh, age for his taste, so <laughs> you mean for dating, right, <laughs> bro? Yeah. Okay, when I found out that he got married to a 23, 22, 23 year old, mm-hmm. and like he's older than I am, yeah, I'm like, damn, that motherfucker's worse than me, right? I mean, I've dated some people who are a bit younger than me. Mm-hmm. My f- second wife was a little bit younger than me, yeah, but she was beyond 21. Though. Well, yeah, yeah, she was, but uh, but yeah, he killed me, dude. He uh, when I saw that, and then. Apparently they started dating when she was nineteen. She was yeah. some fitness instructor. Well, they well they. But met then you told me they met. She was seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's man. that's the creep factor right there. Yeah. But when you look at Dane Cook, is it really out of the uh, out of the equation that no. he would pull something like this? Like he's no. he's like the you know what do you call it? the uh, the. <laughs> he's like that dude from uh, Dazed and Confused. Right. Oh, Wooderson. Yeah. <laughs> he goes. He goes. He went to high school parties when he was thirty-five. Well, he's the the basically the Optimus Prime of douche bros, you know. Like I remember every dipshit back in the day when Cook was big had to yell out his uh, punchlines and everything. Well, he's the proof that not every not every stand-up comedian deserves their own movie, right? Because his movies sucked. Oh, they were terrible. Dude, they even put Jessica Alba in one of them and still they fucking. Dude, don't even remind me of that movie. That was movie it, that was, was like, the one way she worked at Aquarium. What yeah. Was it, uh, Good luck, Chuck. Good luck, Chuck. That was cinematic AIDS. <laughs> Damn, tell me how you really feel about it. Because you know, and and it's a and it's a problematic movie too because it just becomes like softcore porn. And then Jessica Alba, she even says that she hated that movie. She even said like you know it was just gonna it was like such a toxic bro like um movie movie. Yeah. And also they would have these actresses come in just to film sex scenes and then. They're, they wouldn't even have like a scene in the film or not even like a deleted scene for like the DVD and everything. So it just, you see those, so a lot of red flags. Well, so did, did, so Cook must have produced that one too. I, I'm saying. Yeah. 
I tried to get through that employee of the month thing or employee of the week, whatever the fuck it was. When yeah, he works yeah. like at a Costco. Yeah. No, I couldn't oh, do with uh, Jessica Alba and uh, Dak Shepard. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I don't have anything about Wait, Jessica Alba was in both his movies? No, Jessica Simpson. Oh, yeah, yeah Jessica Simpson. Yeah, Talk yeah. about not being able to act. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, like, they didn't, act, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't recruit her for acting. No. You know, like, even same even, thing with uh, Dukes of Hazard. Oh, God, that movie. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I. I like Johnny Knoxville when he was in Walking Tall. Yeah, with uh, he was great with Dwayne Johnson. You know, you know, he's a good actor. He, you know, he, he, he doesn't get a lot, a lot uh, enough credit in everything. Yeah. Last is Stand as well. Yeah, what is it the guys from WrestleTalk call him? They call him the Rock Dwayne Johnson. The Rock Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he actually, yeah, yeah. and and uh, was it um what was it uh, the dude with the three names? Uh, you could tell he's oh uh, Sean William Scott. Yeah, you could tell he came from the Trailer Park with three names. <laughs> unless, it's, unless, it's unless like the Trailer see, Park serial killer name. You know what's funny? It's mm. either a serial killer or a or a uh, a person who came out of the Trailer Park if they yeah. have three names. Right. But they're high class and rich if they have the three names with a number behind it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So if he was called Sean William Scott the, the fourth, third or the fourth, the fourth. Oh yeah. Then yeah. it'd be classy. Oh yeah. He's one so percent. Num- number num- <laughs> uh, I was about to say numbers make it classy. And you say one presenter, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, those, those are one presenters. But take away that number, he he killed Kennedy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he shot Martin Luther King. Right. Yeah. Oh, and or or he check his basement. Right. Sean William oh, Scott. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean he was decent. He was funny for like half a minute. But if yeah. you saw all the movies he did, it was he, Stifler. It was Stifler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he did also one with The Rock, The Rundown. Oh yeah, yeah. That was his best movie. Good though. action movie. Well, that's because it was a rock. Yeah. yeah. And also had Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. You can't believe. And, and uh, Christopher Walken. And Christopher Walken was the villain. These Oopa Loopa morons. <laughs> did did <laughs> did I did uh, I ever tell you my favorite Christopher Walken scene? Mm. It's from a uh, a very Little known movie. I think it's called Seven Psychopaths. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's in the yeah. desert. The dude goes, "Put yeah. your hands up." He goes, yeah. "No." He goes, "Why not?" I don't want to. He goes, "But I have a gun." So <laughs> it's like that. That is such a badass thing right. to do. He goes, uh, "Stick him up." Nah, I don't feel like it. <laughs> my Christopher Walken moment was definitely that iconic scene from True Romance with him and Dennis oh, Hopper. Yeah. Oh, oh. Like, you see, yeah, yeah, the Sicilians yeah. are the best liars. Yeah. Oh, now yeah. your son and that whore bitch wife of her, of his took my. Drugs. Yeah. I love when he goes, I haven't had to kill somebody myself since 1984. <laughs> right. I love like uh, Gary Cole, like, because they talked about that movie in I Love the, I love the 90s. Yeah. They, Gary Cole, uh, a.k.a. Lumberg, said it was the meeting of the psychopaths. Lumberg? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you had Dennis Hopper, who was like, I don't think I've ever saw him in like a non-psycho role. Mm, no. Space truckers, maybe? Wow. Yeah, yeah I don't talk about remember. deep cut. Yeah, <laughs> talk uh, about deep cut. Yeah, other yeah. than that, whack bag and everyone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, look at him. He was a burnt out hippie from the sixties. Yeah, he was an easy, <laughs> easy rider. Come yeah. on. Yeah, and it was people like, oh, that was a great role. He wasn't playing a role. No, he just walked on set and <laughs> they like just film him. him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a god man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but what were you saying about? Um, you were saying something mm. about the movie. Uh, oh, True Romance, yeah. oh, the scene. Yeah, yeah, see, that's such an underrated movie, True Romance. It is, yeah. Because, you know, it was written by Tarantino. Oh, yeah, of It was course. one of his first writing gigs. I mean, like, you know, yeah. like, Tarantino was one of my favorite directors. So, yeah, that one was like a, uh, was like a, what do you call it? Like, um, 
essential viewing. Well, but yeah, and it was directed by uh, Tony Scott. Tony Scott. Yeah. Dude, remember Tony Scott was huge mm-hmm. for me. Like, I mean, Top Gun, Days of Thunder. Beverly Hills Cop Beverly too. Hills Cop too. Yeah. You know how you could always tell a Tony Scott movie? By the uh, lighting. When it, Well, that, yeah. and if it looks, the room looks like, you know, 1,800 people were in there smoking. Right. <laughs> it, it, it always, like his movies always look like they're, sw- uh, they're hot. Like, not yeah. sweltering, but you could tell like. It's humid. Big, yeah. You can see the humidity in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and, and I mean, come on, think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weakest one of those that I just named was Days of Thunder. Yeah. It was, it was Top weak. Gun, but with NASCAR. But with cars. Yeah, yeah. Because, well, you know, picture Top Gun, but with helicopters. Well, <laughs> once again, I live in the 90s. They talk about that movie. And I remember Hal Sparks had a joke where he's like, they, it feels like they just took the script of Top Gun and yeah. changed some things. But yeah, uh, Kelly McGinnis, scratched out. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Well, they were married at the time, too. That's when they did that. And they mm-hmm. did a movie, uh, Far and Away. That one actually wasn't bad, far and away. I haven't seen that one. No? No. Where they play Irish immigrants moving west to try well, to... Well, I've heard of it, but never, yeah. never no, saw it. No, it's a fucking good movie. Mm-hmm. It was, there's a scene where she's yelling at him. He goes, get away from me, woman. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That sounds something like Tom Cruise would say. I feel like I feel like uh, the movie that ended you, their marriage, it? I got it because you know, of the rumors. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought that the movie that uh, ended their marriage or at least had something to do with it was uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, God. That was a terrible Jesus movie. Christ. I remember everybody was hyping that movie up because it was Stanley Kubrick's final film before he passed well, away. Well, it was also yeah. because it was a huge Spanish movie hit. Like, the movie that they... It was once again where the, the U.S. takes a, a good international movie and shits all over it. Yeah. Uh, it was a great Spanish movie called Abre, Abre los Ojos. Yeah. So it was Open Your Eyes uh, with, with Penelope Cruz, who yeah. was also in that one. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was a fucking awful movie. But dude, you know, people saw it just for the orgy scene. Well, That's it. Yeah. Well, and, and also that was the only memorable part because everything else was just so slow and prodding and but, everything. But it's kind of typical of, uh, orgy scenes as movies. Yeah. People you don't want to see naked. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> they actually had like some good looking people, but they were under like masks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like but, did you, we were like to go like those scenes we're, yeah. we've been watching Six Feet Under yeah. I don't know if you're familiar or have seen the series mm-hmm. there's uh, one of the characters it's mm-hmm. uh, one of the main characters Nate uh-huh. his fiance yeah. uh, oh Ra- uh, played by Rachel Griffiths yeah, right? yeah. Brenda uh-huh. she uh, she's losing her mind like she uh, I don't think she ever had it no, like, well no yeah. she uh, she was experimented on as a kid as a kid by a psychologist so she, yeah so she goes on this like tirade of downward spiral yeah uh it starts she's a masseuse so mm-hmm. it starts off with one of her clients this guy uh gets a an erection mm-hmm. while she's massaging him mm-hmm. so she releases, releases him yeah and then so she just started escalating from there and then one of the scenes originally i mentioned this uh-huh. she goes up to this coke uh coke fueled uh fucking orgy God that damn. her friend takes her to yeah and it's just like I don't want to look at these people. You know what? And that's <laughs> no, like, and no body shaming or nothing yeah, like that. Everybody but, likes something. Yeah, everybody likes or something. Yeah, or but song. when you but picture yeah, in movies, yeah, it's like. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is that uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember I was hanging out with a friend of mine and her boyfriend at the time, and uh, mm. her uh, her boyfriend's uh, parents were swingers. And so okay. they had to stop at the house to go pick something up. But that's when they were having one of their quote unquote <laughs> parties. And I could hear Flo Riders, apple bottom jeans. And I've seen his parents. So I'm like, I'm just going to stay in the car out here because I don't want to get traumatized when I look at, you know. Wait, they let their kids into the house when they were having. Okay. Well, no. Okay. I mean, we different, different strokes for different folks. I mean, like, and like, just to let the record show is like, we were adults. Like this, this isn't like Still, a high school dude, and everything. I mean, yeah. You know, 
I mean, I, yeah, my, but my kids are adult now too. Yeah. I don't want them. Yeah, no. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, they're fucking white people, bro. My my <laughs> white they're, my, they're like my, my oldest swinger white people are fucking weird. My oldest there. kid is uh, twenty four years old. Has her has her own child, and yeah. I, I st- I'm like, nope. I'm just yeah, y'all I'm, said I, I sit there and go, nope. You never. Had I'm sex. just mentioning this because I don't want people to think like, wait a minute, no, you were I in high. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But no, but, but I, I told my yeah. kid, I was like, you never had sex. She goes, I have a kid. I'm like, nope. Not in my eyes. Nope. Nope. What? So you think the stork? De- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. The Immacu- classic stork. Imm- immaculate constipation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. But no, but no, you are right. Like, that, that was my mentality yeah. when we went to the house that night. I was like, I don't want to see anybody that looks like Howard Hessman yeah, or, bet, the, or I, the principal from the head of the class buck-ass naked. I bet you would have volunteered to go in there if she looked like Stacy's mom. You're damn right I would. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been in there singing it. Stacy's mom. Yeah. No, I'd be like me and Mrs. Jones, <laughs> but but uh, but going back to like uh, or Mrs. The, Robinson, right? There was uh, a lot of songs about dudes simping on their girlfriend's mom, huh? I'm I'm saying, but but uh, <laughs> going back to like that uh, orgy scene and uh, yeah. eyes wide shut. What always cracked me up uh-huh. was that they're always trying to make it sound like he's in danger, like you shouldn't be here. Is like this secret society, yeah. you know? They kill people and everything, right? But it's like, listen. Your people, you people are not a threat to mm. national security or anything. Right. You're just a bunch of horny ass people banging. Just, you're, just you're, say that. Just say yeah, you're that. Yeah. Just yeah. Say you're, that. you're a fucking key party yeah. with a better budget. <laughs> so get the fuck out of that whole like, oh, you're in danger. Get you're, the- yeah. He goes, danger. Right. Watch yourself. <laughs> Mystical. Show me what you're going at. I was like, oh, what, what, what secrets do you have that people are horny? Come on. Yeah. Come well, on. It, it's no secret. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, yeah, you want to know Tom Cruise's secret. But mm-hmm. that movie also delves into the, um, the fact that people are shallow. Oh, yeah. Because when he gets his face disfigured, then he starts wearing a mask because he no longer thinks that he. Oh, that, a, that was a uh, Vanilla Sky. Oh, you're right. Shit. I got that was another terrible up. movie. Yeah. That one was with Penelope Cruz. Yeah. 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 No, that, yeah. No, you're right. That was awful. See, yeah. the, he makes such awful movies at one point. Tom they Cruise. start to, more, they start yeah. to form into like this giant Tetsuro. I mean, if you started awfulness. watching Eyes Wide Shut and yeah. it went into Vanilla Sky, you wouldn't even know you were watching. Oh yeah, first movie. world problems, yeah. um, slow story. And you know what was even the worst part for me? The worst part of Eyes Wide Shut, mm. it had that, it had that, uh, that trope in some movies that I fucking hate, mm. and uh, it epitomizes it in Meet Joe Black and The Good Shepherd. The, they, the slow, the uh, the moment of silence. Well, no, not, not well, the awkward moments of silence. But then yeah. when they talk to each other, it'd be like me walking in here going, Ajay. Oh, the Every whisper. They have whisper acting. Like yeah, no, everything you, they have is like this. See, it's like, you fucking speak up. Okay, so that's supposed <laughs> to trick you that they're trying to, like, you know, do like some really, like, good, gripping intense, acting, really, intense yeah. acting. But no, you're just whispering. I'd rather do, uh, I'd rather see, like, uh, the spit acting like Gary Ullman on Friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, they, where they emphasize their peas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those people over there are, are persecuting. I'm like, whoa! And that was a hell of a get, like yeah. Gary Oldman. Get, dude, yeah. well, friends towards the end. Yeah, the guest stars they used to get think, were fucking huge. Well, also like I mean, the guest Bruce, Will, Bruce Willis was recurring. Oh uh, God, his character I wanted to punch. There was one yeah. where they surprised the friends uh, with uh, Billy Crystal and uh, and Robin Williams. Yeah, they they didn't know that they were going to be there. Right, they right. just popped in. Right, but you know what's funny is that okay. In normal stances, like Bruce right. Willis is intimidating in right. his other movies. This one, they tried him to make him look intimidating, but it failed. I guess because yeah. it's the whole comedy aspect. Yeah. But it's like, dude, you're trying to scare David Schwimmer. It doesn't take much to scare Ross. David David Schwimmer scared yeah. by David Schwimmer. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was decent though. But yeah, towards the end of the series, they started getting bigger and bigger. Well, well, well Bruce, like, well, Brandon, like uh, Brad Pitt. 
He was yep. a, he was in one of them, Julia yeah. Roberts. Yeah, well, because like a lot of celebrities wanted to be on there. Yeah. Well, like, it was yeah. a huge hit show at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, dude, the one with Julia Roberts was hilarious. Well, see, the thing is, they got the Becky money because yeah. like Friends is like <laughs> the, the number Becky one money. Becky show. Oh, yeah. So you get the Becky money, you get everybody. <laughs> I think they're the ones who made the coffee houses popular. Oh yeah, like well, like, it was a good it was a good moment. It was a uh, right place at the right time because nineties yeah. was like the rise of the coffee houses. Yep. You know, yeah. Well, which is funny because it was called Central Perk, but it was supposed to be in the village. I'm like. That's not even anywhere okay, near Okay, bro, each other. you can attest to this, but that is like the most inaccurate yeah. depiction of New York. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, it was the same kind of vibe in Seinfeld. When yeah. Every time I saw Seinfeld, I was like, that ain't New York. See, <laughs> see, now this is, now this is, sh- this shows growth with you because yeah. I remember you used to be an avid defender of Friends and everything. Well, I love Friends. No, I love the show. But you did but, deny the fact there is a whitest show on earth. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. No, well, I mean. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't deny it. Jewish man. people don't count. Right. Right. But they, no. they they had three they had three Jews and an Italian so it wasn't that way. their Italian was like their own black man you yeah. know see that was another that was another thing that pissed me off about that show I'm not racist yeah. I have an Italian friend right <laughs> that makes you just doubly racist <laughs> yeah. uh, but no um but no like they went ten seasons and they finally got a black person on there yeah. Uh, yeah, she lasted all of like four episodes. Right, right. Yeah. Well, they had an Asian girl too for a while. Oh, that's Julie. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed like Ross was the only one that like went outside. Right. That actually, like you know. Well, no, Joey dated uh, what's her face, Lana. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> Alicia. She'll always be Lana to me. Yeah, yeah. She'll always be Lana. But, to um, me. but, uh, but who else? Oh, but uh, he also had that black neighbor. Uh, yeah. That would say they would say good the mornings here. You see what I mean, man? Is like you know you have the, just these bit roles. Well, and the, everything. yeah, yeah. No, I do. The, my favorite line from Friends, uh-huh. um, the whole series. Chandler's lines were great. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Rest in peace, man. Yeah. But uh, uh, it was from Mont LeBlanc. When uh, mm. Ross goes, Joey, you didn't read Lord of the Rings in high school? He goes, yeah. no, I had sex in high school. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is that they always depict Joey as the dumb one, yeah. but he had like the moments of brilliance. Because oh, he, when, yeah. Dude, when he would catch on to things, those were some of the best. Yeah, Like the scene where he catches on that uh, uh, Chandler and Monica are yeah. hooking up. Yeah. Because she talked about oh, seeing Donald Trump and he goes, his eyes open wide open. He goes, Oh, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, for a guy who gets his dick wet a lot, yeah. he would know. Like he would have yeah. like that that Spidey sense. That, right? <laughs> yeah, so I think lower than spider sense. You know, yeah. down south yeah. of the border, right? Penis. Anyway, <laughs> so going back real quick to the Tony Scott films. Tony mm-hmm. Scott did a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, very few people watched, and it's going to go into our topic of the day. It's called Domino. Yes, uh, yeah, it was yeah, based. Yeah. It was based on a real, a real person. It mm-hmm. starred Domino um, Harvey, who was yeah, a bounty hunter. She was. Yeah. Well, she was a first. She was a model, like yep. full print model, the, mm-hmm. you know. And then she became a bounty hunter when her modeling. Well, she she had a bit of an issue with narcotics. Yeah. So then she became. So she she's became a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, they did a fictionalized version of her life, starring Kira Knightley. Yeah. Uh, called Domino. Mickey Rourke was in it too. Uh, mm. It was way out of like not her real life story. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, they definitely took a lot of liberties of it. But it was also it should be also be mentioned that she was the uh, daughter of like Lawrence Harvey, like who was a uh, ex, um, you know, very high esteemed actor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, she became. And who, yeah, because you know the her parent, you know her family had to have money. They named their kid Domino, right? Domino Harvey. You who know, names their kid Domino, right? Honestly, it was one of the weirdest fucking movies ever because it really didn't know what it wanted to be. 
You know it, what I'm saying? Yeah, where to be an action movie, artistic movie. Yeah, it didn't want, or it didn't know a true what it story. To be. Right. So it definitely see. Honestly, I didn't like you know as much as I love Keira Knightley and Tony Scott and everything. Right. I didn't dig that movie, and yeah. also they gave her the useless love interest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it just felt like him, her, and uh, was it uh, Gael Garcia Bernal? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I believe it was, but no, it was. I don't think it was him. It was. Let me I, see. Hold on. It was actually Edgar Ramirez. Oh, Edgar uh, Ramirez. Okay. Yeah, it was Edgar Ramirez, but yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, look, the cast they had was Kira Knightley, mm-hmm. Mickey Rourke, mm-hmm. uh, Delroy Lindo. I love Delroy Lindo. So underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, was it Mina Savari? Oh, yeah. She was like a, the um, assistant producer yeah, and everything. the American Beauty. Oh, it also had like a, what's their Lucy face? Lucy like? Liu, Christopher Walken. Yep. And also had uh, Brian Austin Green and Ian Zering from yep. uh, 90210. Ian Zering. Yeah. yeah. You mean Mr. Sharknado himself? Yep. How the fuck was that a hit movie, bro? Because people love ironic shit. Well, there's like, they, they, honestly, I, people. It's like they, you know, that whole like trope. But like, it's so bad, it's good. Right. People abuse that shit. Like yeah. it's okay to say this bad movie is bad because it's bad. Yeah. You know, you, I, I blame Mystery Science Theater three thousand because like now it gave like people like you know uh, the confidence to like rip on a movie, but say like oh, but it's still a good movie. No, it's it's not. That's yeah. why you're ripping on it. Yep, no, it's true. Yeah. Um, but Domino Harvey had a tortured life. Like I said, mm-hmm. she started out her career as a model. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like you said, she comes from an affluent family. Mm-hmm. She got caught up in drug addiction and actually uh, some some trafficking also. She got in some trouble for that. Mm-hmm. And she but died of a fentanyl overdose. Fentanyl. Like, so see, for people like, oh, fentanyl's a new thing? Nah, man, fentanyl's nah. been around for a long fucking even, time. And uh, sadly, it was yeah. before, uh, a few months before the movie was even released. Yep. So she, she didn't never, even get to see She never got to movie. see the movie release. Mm-hmm. No, they, yeah, they found her, unfortunately, dead. Yeah. But going on to the movie, you know, it's it's sad. We could talk about her for hours because she had an interesting life. I mean, mm-hmm. who goes from being a top runway model, print model, to being a bounty hunter. Anime protagonist? Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what's funny is that, okay, so quick note. When I first heard about this movie and mm-hmm. read up about the story about her, right. it reminded me of a game called uh, Saga Frontier. Yeah. It was a 90s RPG from Square. Mm-hmm. And one of the characters, um, because you get to, it's like a Pulp Fiction, like diverting character plots right. and everything. So one of the characters you get to play as was a runway model who is framed for her boyfriend's murder. Hmm. She escapes from jail and becomes a bounty hunter to go find her um, her boyfriend's killer. Uh. And so when I first heard that that movie, I was like, oh my God, that's Saga Frontier in a nutshell but, and everything. But yeah, no. So, but in the movie, mm-hmm. like I said, it's a fictionalized version. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, because it has a female lead, that's what our topic is going to be today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a female lead in a pseudo action movie, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did very poorly. Yeah. Uh, it had a budget of $50 million and only made back 23.5 million. You know, you know, and I, honestly, I believe the filmmakers, the writers and producers and every, anything really did shoot themselves in the foot by making it too much of a movie. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like we mentioned, like it tries to be an action movie. It tries to be based on actual events. Yeah. It tries to be an art film because that one sequence in the desert, yeah. was just so fucking weird and out oh, of place. Oh, she was, when she was fucking high out of her gourd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and also like, um, just like the weird cast like side characters and everything. I thought Monique's character was useless. Like, why is she there and everything? Yeah. No. It, but And like that whole like little like heist that she did. And it was just too much shit. If they just would have just focused on Domino's story, because her story, like you was mentioned, interesting. was yeah. interesting. Yep. Just just stick to that. Like, it was like, it just felt like too many cooks in the kitchen. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he had too many directions he wanted to go into. Mm-hmm. He's got 
Uh, and unfortunately, uh, he lost his battle with depression, and we lost him too. Mm-hmm. So, rest uh, in peace, Tony. Yep. Yeah. And Ridley Scott is his big brother. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, so that's what we want to talk about: uh, women in the action film roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it's kind of polarized, but yeah, mm-hmm. I want to get into that. But let's go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back. What is DNA? How old is the Earth? What's holding me back? we all from the same tree? Why is science so confusing? How many women can I lie with? Can I pay money and have all of life's answers? Yes. 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 We speak 160 languages on six continents, including Antarctica, Kiflam. We are the Epsilon Program. And we're back. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. So before we went on break, I was going to, I was saying what we're going to talk about. I wanted to talk about women in action films now the reason why i brought that up was because when i last night uh we were perusing and watching uh movies on netflix we i came across one named kate Mm -hmm. and uh so we watched it you know uh my girlfriend and i watched it and it was because it was uh starring what's her name Um, mary Mary elizabeth winston and it looked interesting it kind of almost came off like an anime Mm -hmm. uh especially like her character the way she gets messed up with the you know anyway the the bandages and shit like that she looked like an anime comic book character Mm -hmm. and it actually was a very good movie it was i mean i liked it it, like i was i was i was like the you know and then it hit me we started talking about how come there's not more movies well, action movies with females with female stars mm-hmm. and i said there are but most of the time they don't get talked about and right. they're not big because it stars a female mm-hmm. i i kind of refer to it as the sailor moon uh theory oh you mean the tuxedo mask yeah yeah because she is this supposed to be sailor moon supposed to be this all-powerful warrior she's got this whole squad of mm-hmm. powerful women mm-hmm. and nine out of ten times she has to get saved by tuxedo mask yeah it's the whole um contradictory like type of storytelling and everything right. like they're trying to make a female protagonist like independent strong and everything right uh, but then like the guy comes in to save the day which i mean like you can do that but like it just like it's one of those like you can't have your cake and eat it too you right. know what i'm saying yep. like uh for example i think ridley from aliens was a prime example of like you know how to do a um a, a female uh, protagonist, right? right. Yeah, I mean, She's, you did you did have other male roles in there, but yeah, at the end at the end of the day, she was the yeah the the, the hero. She pretty she much was a hero of her own story. You yeah, know? well, she was also able to like take command of the colonial marines because like the guy who was put in charge was incompetent, right? And everything. So she, because of her experience with like the xenomorphs and like the the um, friendship that she developed with the colonial marine, she was like, I need to step up. Right. So it wasn't that whole, like, you know, it wasn't like uh, Michael Bean or Bill Paxton and like trying to like step on her, um, her moment and everything. No. Yeah. Um, I a, mean, everybody actually died off. She was the only yeah. one that survived. A pri- uh, I would say, a well, good her e- and the kid, I, w- I would say a good example of like a contradictory, like a love interest was right. a coyote ugly, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Pepper Parabo's character, you know, is supposed to be like, you know, this independent girl who's like escaping from New Jersey for the first time ever, going mm-hmm. to New York to make something like become like a famous singer. She works at the bar to like get by and everything. Right. So but so the whole story is about her as well as the bar and right. everything. Uh, but then they threw in the love interest uh, played by um, Adam Garcia. 
And the dude's character was just generic. Yeah. Like, if you took him out of the movie, it would not change a damn thing. No. And it just felt so contradictory and everything. It's like, why are you here? Like, we were more invested with her story to become, like, a singer, to get her big break, as well as, like, the friendships that she was creating with Maria Bello and, like, the rest of the ladies at uh, Cardi Ugly. He just felt so um, reductive. Right, I mean, yeah. he really didn't serve any purpose there. Yeah, uh, but what I what I was trying to, and then another one movie I watched, uh, mm-hmm. what we had watched recently that mm-hmm. was like that too was uh, it's called Lou. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lou is about this. It, it's funny because you don't really know when, uh, when it first starts out. Lou's about this older woman that lives out in like Washington on an island. Well, it's like one. Uh, well, yeah. Was- yeah, one of the islands off of Washington. Yeah, yeah. And she or Oregon somewhere up there. Mm-hmm. And it's a nondescriptive island. They don't really say that it's one specific. But she lives out all by herself with her dog. Mm-hmm. And she, you think she's like just this grumpy old crotchety old lady. Mm-hmm. And she has a girl who lives on her property that she rents to. Mm-hmm. So, And she's always like uh, talking bad about her. As far as Alice and Jenny. Mm-hmm. And long story short, you, you come to find out. Uh, well, actually, it's called. It's Orcas Island in Washington. Yeah. Uh, but it's supposed to be in 1986, so it's back. Like, you hear the radio talking about Reagan and all that. Mm-hmm. Long story short, it turns out that Lou used to be a secret operative for the yeah. CIA. Mm-hmm. And she's this total badass. Yeah. See, so, that- and then and then the movie, just it's her kicking ass and, and just, yeah. It's kind of like... It's kind of like Rambo if he was a grandma. Right. Which was honestly was such a surprising role to see Allison Jenny. Yeah. Because she usually, her roles are usually just like more like about the drama. Right. Or more like psychological and like a more like, um, you know, I remember her as CJ from the West Wing as well as like, you know, the mom from the sitcom mom, mm-hmm. the mom from Juno. So like these like low key indie type of projects and everything. Right. And now she's going full John Wick, which yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, but the... the and what I started thinking about was, damn, there has been movie leads with female uh, characters and mm-hmm. female in action movies, particularly action movies. I'm not talking about any other mm-hmm. uh, the genre because mm-hmm. everybody remembers the 80s action stars like Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. Stallone, mm-hmm. Jean-Claude Van Damme, mm-hmm. uh, for, to a lesser extent, Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. And, they remember, and Bruce Willis. They remember mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. But then if you tell them Kathleen Turner and uh, V.I. Yeah. Warshawski mm-hmm. or, or um, what's her name? God, hold on. I just had it in my head. I just had it in my head and they just whoop right out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cynthia Rothrock. Yes. Uh, but mm-hmm. she, yeah, her movies were a bit more B action movies. And it, but still, yeah. she was a female action star, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and we're going to get in more into her and peop- uh, in a bit, yeah. Well, but people don't really remember them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ripley they do. And yeah. she did get a franchise out of it. Yeah. But it's, you don't think well, action movies, 80s, Nobody mentions Sigourney Weaver. Right. Because technically they, they, they put it out as like a horror sci-fi movie. Yeah. But it's an action movie and it was too. Also, and it also felt like more of an ensemble as opposed to her being like yeah. dead center. Like, I mean, like she was on the poster. She was the main character. But like a lot of people like remember Ripley and the Colonial Marines. Yeah. Not just Ripley. Yeah. But Rip- same thing with uh, Linda Hamilton. Yep. Linda Hamilton with the Terminator movies is that she's sharing like, you know. Well, she played also the, the how is it? The the uh, princess who needs rescuing in the first Terminator movie. Yeah, she, she was the damsel, damsel in distress, distress. which yeah. I mean, like, made sense for the story yeah. and everything. And then they developed her into this badass after she yep. after her experience with the Terminator, after learning about Skynet. Yep. Uh, but she still had to share like the screen time with 
Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no doubt. Which I mean, I mean, like I'm not I'm not like criticizing it because you know we watched them for like Schwarzenegger kick ass as the Terminator oh, and everything. But it's like that whole like there's always a caveat. Yep. With so I, these. So I started going down the list and seeing uh, a lot of the movies, even though they made a huge like box office mm-hmm. with a with a female lead uh, action star, mm-hmm. they didn't turn into franchises. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. not Alien aside, Resident Evil, Resident Evil aside, because those were those were one offs. Like mm-hmm. Resident Evil, yeah, the first one, mm-hmm. dude, the first one on on a uh, on a budget of three point uh, three hundred and thirteen million dollars because mm-hmm. of all the special effects and all that, mm-hmm. it grossed. I mean, it grossed one point two eight million. I mean, billion dollars. Yeah. So that was a huge hit. I can understand why that led into a franchise. Yeah. Now, were the other movies after it any good? Nah, not really. And I and I think that's what hurt the uh, hurt the um, the whole like you know string of like you know female lead led um, you know movies and everything yep. because like the Resident Evil movies are always going to be sh- overshadowed by the fact that they're not accurate to the games as we mentioned in our a couple episodes well, ago. because but the video well, games, the video game fans of that are fucking diehard. Yeah, like, you know. but it, but it's also like you know the bad reviews. And yeah. everything, which gives like the, all the you know the neckbeard insults saying like you see <laughs> you can't have a woman in as a main character. Well, you know? yeah, well, they're half of them. Well, come on, man. The majority of film critics are yeah. neckbeards. Oh, totally. <laughs> I mean, I'm I mean, look sorry. at Gene Shalit. He was like the original <laughs> neckbeard. Oh God, yeah. oh, Mr. Handlebar Mustache with the Jufro. Right. Hey, come on, tell me that wasn't a Jufro. I don't even want to hear that. <laughs> that motherfucker had fro for days. Well, his name was Gene Shalit. Of course, he yeah. was Jewish. So. Shatlet. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, you get somebody like Mila Jovovich that was yeah mm. the star of Resident Evil. She is the star of the franchise. Has nothing to do with nepotism that her husband was a director. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, but she did have a string of kind of like semi good action movies. Mm. I don't know if you ever watched uh, Ultraviolet. That was a terrible one. It was. It was. It was. It, bad. it barely made its box office yeah. back. Like she did that once because I mean. It was pretty much she was playing Alice in the Future. Yeah, it was with like, a mix, with a mix of a uh, Gloria. Remember that movie from back in the day with Gina Rollins? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was supposed to be based on Gloria. Yep. And everything. Now, one of the underrated action movies mm. with a female lead, but again, she has the male. Uh, he's kind of like, it, it, honestly, thinking about it, it's kind of like Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, Charlie Baltimore. Oh, long the kiss, good night. Long kiss, good night. The yeah. long kiss, good night. Yeah, you have yeah. Gina Davis, uh-huh. who's kind of like the 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 uh, major. Yeah. In in Ghost in the Shell, mm-hmm. and then she has Sam Jackson, who's her number two, like the dude with the funny glasses on in Ghost in the Shell. Actually, you're yeah. right. Now that I think yeah. about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think about it, yeah. yeah it's, it's love. Is he love interest? Is he partner? Right. You know, you don't know. But Long Kiss Goodnight was such an underrated movie. It was. Uh, it's it's got a great ass story. It was kind of like it was Jason Bourne, mm-hmm. but with uh, with a mom. Yeah. Because think about it. Because she had amnesia, and yep. then um, you know she created like a new life and everything with like a husband and daughter. And then that's when she started like relearning her old skills. Yep. Like I, I remember the whole like scene. The with scene the knife. where she's cutting. Yeah. yeah, yeah and all yeah, of yeah. a sudden she's this badass with the knife, and she keeps telling her daughter, "Give me more shit to cut up." Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it was it was a huge hit. Yeah, and um, like, and like I, it was it. I mean, looking at the budget, mm-hmm. it was a sixty five million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. It made back ninety six point five, which nor, which usually is not called a hit because mm-hmm. it didn't really make that much. Yeah. However, if you look at the difference between what it profited mm-hmm. to what it cost, it's mm-hmm. not unsimilar mm-hmm. to a John Wick. 
Yeah. First John Wick movie on a $30 million budget made $86 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a $50 million budget. I but mean, a $50 million profit. And, but then it had good word of mouth. Right. After that, yeah. But if you look at the dollar amounts, because mm-hmm. John Wick was made in 2014. Mm-hmm. So if you look at Long Kiss Goodnight, mm-hmm. where it was made in 1996. Mm-hmm. Now, you're talking about a, almost a 20-year difference. Mm-hmm. So the dollar value, yeah. it's kind of relatively comparable. Mm-hmm. But Charlie Baltimore didn't get a film series. Nah, which honestly would have been amazing. Like, I would have loved to see a prequel series yeah. or a comic book series yeah. or a game series. I mean, or the, the movie, if they did a movie series, it would have been great. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's a it's considered a cult classic movie now mm-hmm. to certain followings. Yeah. But if you watch it, dude, even her name is cool. Oh, yeah, Charlie, Charlie Baltimore. Baltimore. Even, dude, a, so even a rapper. A rapper took it. Yeah, yeah, Charlie Baltimore. <laughs> it was so fucking cool. Yeah. yeah it's, and so that's what I'm trying to say is that there's movies like that. Mm-hmm. Because I know as soon as people hear this, go, well, yeah, what about Resident Evil? Well, what about, I'm like, okay, uh, yo, what about Society? Mm-hmm. Resident Evil was a rarity that it had a franchise mm-hmm. after it made so much money. Mm-hmm. But again, going back to other films that make similar uh, similar profit mm-hmm. there because it's a female lead. Mm-hmm. Cri- yeah, like you said, it's critically blasted. Yeah. Right. And then if there's not a hero to come rescue her at the end, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, it's lamb blasted the whole movie. Yeah. And then even if, if it makes a huge ass profit, critics would be like, Oh, it sucked. It was so bad. The yeah, pacing. Yeah. See, the blah, blah, see blah. and that's the thing. Like just because a movie bombs, that doesn't mean it was bad. Well, see, you know? the, the ones I'm kind of talking about yeah. didn't even bomb. Yeah. Like, but no, I'm saying in general, yeah. like uh, they'll always say like, Oh, it didn't make enough movie, So it has to be bad and everything. Yeah. 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 No, it, like uh, another one, it came out uh, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Atomic Blonde with that was a Charlize great one. Theron. Charlize Theron, yeah. Dude, the movie yeah. was great. It mm-hmm. was different. It was kind of like watching mm-hmm. a fucking music video. Yeah. But there were scenes that they kind of did similar to that Daredevil where they didn't cut. They just oh, followed the her. Yeah. The, one, the one shot one. Yeah. Which is yeah, fucking which, badass. Which, dude. like, I like to also attribute, like, um, Tom Young Gung, aka the protector of yeah. Tony Jaw, to, because he had, he, I remember, like, he had that famous one shot fight sequence throughout the hotel resort right and everything but yeah so um but no like the thing is is that like you know the Mila Jovovich she had like an advantage same thing with uh, Sigourney Reaver right. is that they had franchises behind them and everything well be, you're right yeah. they have franchises well the reason I think Resident Evil got franchised because it did blow the box office out of the water yeah but what I'm saying is that is a rarity mm-hmm. but if you look at Atomic Blonde mm-hmm. I mean Atomic Blonde on a three a thirty million dollar budget, mm-hmm. it made a hundred million dollars. Yeah. So comparing that to John Wick, that came out three years before, mm-hmm. why doesn't she have her own film franchise? Right. If Which, if if John Wick was such a hit and yeah. it made such a huge profit, mm-hmm. so did she. Yeah. Why not? Well, also they kept talking about like having her uh, Charlize Theron's character from Atomic Blonde cross right. over into the John Wick universe because it's the same writers and directors and producers. Right. And so. Why can't we just see it coming? Like, I would love to see her, like, show up in, like, either number three or number four, you know, considering that everybody put a bounty on John's head. Right. So that'd be dope to, like, that'd be, like, the perfect time to include her mm-hmm. and everything. I mean, another one I haven't watched yet, but, mm-hmm. again, similar circumstances, and no, there's no franchise for it, is uh, Salt. Yeah. With Angelina oh, Angel Jolie. Jolie back in, yeah. You know, and it's an action thriller. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie was made on a $130 million budget, and it grossed. Two hundred ninety-three point five million dollars. So that's a box office smash. That's yeah. a hit. See, so where's Salt's yeah. franchise? Yeah, I'm gonna just say straight up say it. There mm. is a level of misogyny amongst like the public when oh, it comes to these movies. A little. Yeah, I, I know, but. <laughs> 
the thing and like is it's the I see the same tired ass argument whenever right. there's a discussion about an action movie where the main the female lead like you know is a hand to hand combatant like oh that's physically impossible like you know they're you know men are bigger than her you know she can't possibly be able to do that one it's a movie so throw your fucking like real world <laughs> science Fictional out of the way characters but two. It doesn't matter because if they're well trained, they could chop, they could fuck up a seven foot jacked up dude. Oh, no doubt. If they have the training and the know how, they can fuck them up. Well, I saw a video, perfect example of that. It was uh, this bodybuilder walks in, and this is legit, like this is a Mm -hmm. real video. He Mm -hmm. he walks into a uh, jujitsu dojo, Mm -hmm. challenges the the master, the, the, the sensei. Yeah. And obviously he takes him down real quick. And the sensei's laughing. Mm -hmm. So he puts him against his. Uh, only female student and she's like half the guy's size mm-hmm. and she puts him out like yeah. I don't mean she knocks him out punching him mm-hmm. like she gets behind him gets her a rear naked choke mm-hmm. guy was out yeah like, so it doesn't matter your size it matters yeah. your skill level yeah but it's also I mean like, look at Bruce Lee he weighed 110 pounds he kicked right. everybody's ass right <laughs> but and it's um, but no it's that level of misogyny it's like okay so why is it believable for a guy to do it but a woman can't exactly. you know and that always affects yep. the box office numbers oh well, yeah and yeah. honestly Stallone even though he's ripped you know, and obviously, you know, he's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, he's only five foot eight mm-hmm. and he's a good, probably like 160, mm-hmm. but he's shredded. But he fights guys that are almost 300 pounds, mm-hmm. you know, with no neck and he yeah. beats them up. So mm-hmm. what's the difference? Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's just that. And it, yeah, you're right. It's mm-hmm. a lot of the the misogyny, especially mm-hmm. in Hollywood. Oh, totally. Um, I mean, I can guarantee you in some of those movies, mm-hmm. uh, the male co-star was probably making more than the lead actress. More than likely. No, yeah. like there's always been like the discussion about the paid uh, difference between the female leads and the mm-hmm. male leads. Yeah. A male co-star makes way more than a, than a, um, than a female lead, Absolutely. which is nuts. Like she's the marquee name. Like yep. it's her face on the poster, on the promotional materials. She's selling the movie, yeah. but well, why is she getting paid less? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like Atomic Blonde, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was all about Charlize Theron. Yeah. And that, oh, Charlize Theron. Yeah. Uh, she corrected everybody. I said, everybody's been pronouncing it wrong for years. Uh, so she in Atomic Blonde, yeah, the character is like kind of, the movie is way out there, mm-hmm. like a lot of the, the visuals. Yeah. But it could have been a franchise, mm-hmm. I think, in my opinion, because the character was when anytime there's like a James Bond level kind mm. of character, they could turn it into a franchise. Yeah. Honestly, I, th- and I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. Uh-huh. I think James Bond is probably one of the most boring franchises. Oh, he is. It's it fucking know. movies are boring. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm glad you mentioned that because I do too. Like, because I don't know. You know what it is? I think it's he's like the ultimate guy fantasy to yeah. be like this secret agent that can bang everything. Well, with it's a formulaic. Pulse. It's it like is. Every yeah. movie's the same. Yeah, know? like oh, especially the uh, what do you call it? The pretty much yeah. Like I was trying to see like was there any 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 game changers? No. I think the closest was Timothy Dalton, but they shat on him for yeah. being too dark, even though the character in the novels was dark to begin with. Exactly. But no, but no, you are right. Like it, with each bond, new bond, it's the same old shit. Yep. Like, um, what's it called? Daniel Craig was supposed to be the game changer, you know, but he was the ugly bond. Right? They, <laughs> That's what they called. They him. called him. Yeah. Which no. is fucking weird. Because yeah. he was, well, like they only called him the ugly bond because he wasn't like the, you know, you know, dark hair, typical Bond. Yeah. He was a blonde hair, blue eyes and everything. He was the ugly Bond and Edris was too street to be Bond. That means black. (laughs) When I heard that, I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? It's also, and, and, um, but no, like 
because he was supposed to be the game changer because Casino Royale was supposed yeah. to wipe away like the bad taste that Die Another Day oh, and Tomorrow Never, uh, what was it, like um, World Is Not Enough. Yeah. You know who uh, did James Bond better? Mm. The uh, the Kingsman. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, that's a, that, that movie was badass. Totally, yeah. yeah. But no, um, but you know what's funny is that the Bond girls have way, like, you know, they... Um, it's, it's, a, a mix, it's a it mixed bag. It's like a status symbol at one point. It, it, it is. It's like, yeah. if you were a Bond girl, that means you made it. Yeah. Because, like, it was it, it was a launching pad as well as, like, it was both the launching pad as well as, like, the status setting. See, you know? but there's a difference between being a Bond girl and being in a Bond movie. Yeah. Because they've never referred to uh, Femke Jensen as a Bond girl. They actually did. Did they? Yeah. Mm. Okay, so there's two types of Bond girls. There's the good one yeah. and then the bad one. Yeah, go ahead and call Grace Jones a Bond girl. See how far that gets you. She was a Bond girl. <laughs> I know, but, but she ain't going to be here. Here's the thing. I've noticed, and yeah. again, going back to like, yeah. you know, um, with our topic, is that Bond girls really do like set the bar higher yeah. than all the Bond actors. Because I'm glad you mentioned Grace Jones. She was the first Bond girl to fucking top Bond. Yeah. Because Bond is usually the mm, one that's... Phrasing. No, no. Um, I know literal. I yeah, know. yeah, no, no, no phrasing. <laughs> We're talking literally. Because fucking Grace Jones, fucking iconic queen, badass. Yeah. She flipped Roger Moore on his back. And she's like, no, I'm in control, motherfucker. There you go. It was like, yeah. You Don't know. mess around with right. a demolition, man. man. Do I have Slave met her? to the rhythm. Yeah. I've met her in person. Mm-hmm. And because uh, when I worked at the Kennedy mm-hmm. Airport, she mm-hmm. came out. Um, she, She's low key beautiful like people yeah. don't give her like because yeah she's like has these really weird features i don't know not weird but she's different yeah you know when she when you look at her she looks different no one's gonna give her, her flowers of being one of the most beautiful women in the oh, world because one because no. she's black and two because <laughs> she's fucking she can looks like she can kick anyone's ass Wait, she's she's black mm-hmm Oh, I know. I hadn't noticed. Yeah, <laughs> I loved her in Conan the Destroyer. She was great in that too. Yeah. She was awesome. But like, but no, just just real quick with like, mm-hmm. I, but yeah, like the Bond girls are always like set in the bar. They always look yeah. way more. Inter- they always steal the show away from Bond. Like the the recent Bond movie, No Time to Die. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, was it Anna de Armas? Yeah. Probably mispronounced her name, so I apologize. No, it's Anna de Armas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was in there for a good ten minutes, but she was fucking amazing. Yeah. Also, a, um, the uh, Ivana, I think her name is uh, Ivana Lynch. Sure. Um, she, uh, she's like, I think she's supposed to be like the new 007, but right. in the story, she was the new 007 because mm. Daniel Craig's uh, Bond Retired. was like out of commission oh. or whatever. Oh, that, that, that was another thing. That's what. Not even mention repetitive. That's why he was found repetitive about Daniel Craig's bonds. He kept retiring. Yeah. I'm going to leave. Now I'm coming back. He was basically the kiss of well, bonds. <laughs> he was the Eagles. Yeah, yeah exactly. Eagles, our farewell tour. Motherfucker, you farewell tour 30 years ago. <laughs> but he fell into the same trope as like the other bonds. He became formulaic. He yeah. became boring. Like, yeah. honestly, I like Daniel Craig, but he's a fucking boring ass bond. And he was uh, he, apparently I haven't seen it yet, but he's in uh, he's really good in that movie. Was it Knives or something? Knives like that? Out. He was great. Yeah. And honestly, like they gave him shit in the Bond movies, but yeah. like he's able to do such great stuff. Well, but, you can't. You, I mean, you asking you asking him to make uh, shit into chicken salad. So yeah. chicken shit into chicken salad. When right. you when you honestly, I don't think I've ever watched the Bond movie all the way through. Yeah, you know what's my favorite Bond movie? Mm. Austin Powers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm gonna tell you my favorite Bond movie, like legit, yeah. was, and it's gonna go into our, our next like uh, part of this mm-hmm. uh, conversation is uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. Why? Because of Michelle Yeoh. 
Honestly, uh, she yeah. kicked okay. way more ass than Pierce Bronson did. Yeah. My my favorite thing about the Bond girls are mm-hmm. their na- the ironic names. Or yeah. The, oh, the was it a uh, Zenya on the top? Yeah. Zenya on the top. Yeah, on the top. Yeah. On the top. On the top. Yeah. And there was a uh, honey. Was it honey something? Uh, Hun- like um. I know there was Hollywood Lightly. Hollywood no, Lightly. No, wait, wait. That was a breakfast. I mean, no, that was breakfast at Tiffany's. P- I think. Pussy galore. Pussy galore. Yeah. <laughs> One of the most racist names ever was the Japanese Bond girl, Kissy Suzuki. Kissy Suzuki. Yeah. It's like, what wow. is she a fucking motorcycle? <laughs> was it? <laughs> that was like, was it? Fook me and fook you. Yeah, exactly. Right. But those, at least those names had dignity. Because <laughs> <laughs> do you talk to your mother with that mouth? Right. <laughs> <laughs> fook me. That was fast. <laughs> fook me. Fook you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, so yeah, some of the Bond girl names that was. And real quick, just to end on the whole Bond thing, mm. uh, there was actually the very first transgender person. I think in a movie, well, to be featured in a movie was in a James Bond movie. Yes and no, they weren't really featured. Like they were one of the background. It was a scene where there's a whole bunch of girls in bikinis. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a transgender woman. Was really? One of them. Oh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, back in the 70s. So this oh, was wow. like, oh, yeah. So well, this is like the Roger Moore era or? I uh, believe so, yes. Yeah. I believe it was Roger Moore. Yeah. They talk about Daniel Craig being the uh, ugly Bond. Man, no, Roger Moore was. Roger Moore looked like. No. He, you know what he looked like? Yeah. He looked like uh, He looked like he could be related to John Kerry. Yeah. Look like fucking Herman Munster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say Utes? Yeah. I'm born. <laughs> no, no. I, a lot of people, and this is the nostalgia fapping that we yeah. always talk about, a lot of people put Roger Moore as one of the best Bonds. He was one of the worst. First of all, he was too old for the role. Yeah. He was unathletic. And also, whenever yeah, he, he ran, he ran like standing straight up. Right. Or he <laughs> so, ran like Shatner, where yeah. he would be running in a place in like the back room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, every time... All the his Bond girls were <laughs> girls old enough to be their his uh, grandkids. Oh God! Yeah, and so creepy. every time he was macking on them, it looked like he was molesting them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no! I mean, it, that became kind of a trope in that. Like Timothy Dalton, at least he was younger. Yeah. And so is Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pierce Brosnan was kind of one. Of, he's the one that you could believe as a as a super spy. Which or they did approach him for the role yeah. to take over as Bond um during his Remington Steel era. Well, I mean Remington yeah. Steel is just a dollar store James yeah. Bond. It was it was moonlighting we have at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like if if James Bond and Moonlighting yeah. had a baby. Right. Yeah. That'd be a sexy baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some walk by day. That was a theme song to Moonlighting. Right. That movie was I mean that show was meh. Yeah. It was great because Bruce Willis was on there, but it was meh. Mm-hmm. Booger was on there too. Oh, that's right. But anyway, yeah. another well, one that was a franchise that became a franchise that mm-hmm. was started out with one movie. I don't know if they planned it on being a franchise. Mm-hmm. Was Underworld? Yeah. But I think what sold out more, mm-hmm. yeah, it was the whole vampire thing at the time was super yeah. hot at the time. Mm-hmm. But it was also the fact that Kate Beckinsale, I think, sold that movie oh, she because totally people yeah. simp on her hard. I mean, she's, well, I mean, like, she's, I mean, she's, she's a goddess. So she's one of the most yeah. beautiful women that's well, ever been it was in Hollywood. Def- it was a definitely. Right moment, I mean, right movie at the right time yep. because this was the early 2000s. Yep. This was the peak Edgelord era. So, evidence. <laughs> it, it, was, it was when uh, South Park had the emos versus the, the golf right. kids. Well, it's also no, like the golf a, kids versus the vampires. Well, this was like pre, like, you know, post Matrix right. um, um, world where all the protagonists were like the dark clothes with the dark trench coat. Yep. They do like the dual wielding. A lot of with leather the and vinyl. A lot of leather and vinyl. Like, it's like a futuristic, yeah. very like, bleak world because after matrix um you know we saw underworld do this so underworld we yeah. saw the one that i just said with uh, 
Mila Jovovich. Uh, yep. Uh, was, well, we just said it. Oh, uh, Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet. Yeah. Eon Flux with Charlize mm-hmm. Theron. Yeah. That was another one. That was another yeah. one I was going to mention that was yeah. like. And uh, what was it called? Uh, Blade. The girl had hands for feet. Yeah. Well, I looked at Eon Flux and it looked very little like the cartoon. Well, you it know. looked nothing no, like no, it. Yeah, she didn't even have like the loopy hair no. or like the bondage suit and everything. Well, so. all they tried to do was make it like a, because at the time, Resident Evil popped off big. Yeah. And so did the uh, Underworld. Mm. So they decided, oh, well, let's just make, you know, a dollar store version of it. Not that Charlize, you know, was ever in yeah, yeah, yeah. bad but, like that. Yeah, but that movie was terrible. Oh, it was, ter- um, it was terrible. Yeah. yeah but dude, um, it, it didn't even make back its budget. Yeah. So that should tell you something. But yeah, but it was that whole edgelord, like yeah. a protagonist, like, you know, um, uh, type of like uh, era that was yep. going on in movies and everything. Well, speaking of edgelords, that's probably the only ones that would have even watched the on flux because at the time, one of the most edgelordiest things was on MTV was that, uh, the, the cartoon showcase they used to have. Oh, what was it called? Liquid Television? Liquid Television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Eon oh. Flux was the big, the big one on there. It was. So it was the Max, yep. the Head, Beavis and Butthead. Yep. Yeah, a lot of these weird-ass, like, you know. And Beavis and Butthead is the only one that people still remember off of that. Oh, totally. Yeah. But have you noticed, like, a common denominator with, like, you know, um, Ultraviolet, Aeon Flux, um, Underworld and everything, mm-hmm. it's marketed towards guys, 18 like right. teenage boys and yep. up they put they put super beautiful women yeah in the lead mm-hmm. to make guys come and watch it and and you know that there are no female filmmakers writers involved with this no you know well that's what i was going to also talk about mm-hmm. when you do have that they talk shit still about the movie even if it's a hit yeah like wonder woman mm-hmm. i was going to use wonder woman as an example mm-hmm. I think it was a great fucking movie. I thought it was great too. It was like the first one. Yeah. Second one. Second one was terrible. But was, the first one was dope. It was fucking awesome, yeah. you know? That scene where she jumps up out of the fucking foxhole and is yeah. running towards oh, the, the no Nazis. Oh, No Man's Land. And, it, yeah. and you hear. I was like, yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't yeah. a Nazi. Yeah, well, I think. Anyway. Yeah. But she was fucking cool in it. Honestly, when I first heard that the skinny Brazilian girl from mm-hmm. Fast and Furious was going to be Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. not Brazilian, uh, Israeli. Israeli, yeah. Girl from Fast and Furious was going to be Wonder Woman. I was like, See, I um I was skeptical as well and everything, but then I read her background. We're talking yeah. like former Israeli special forces. I mean, everybody's got to go into the special the well, even, Israeli military, but no, you're right, you're but, right. But even still, like they don't excel like she did. Like no. there are there, yeah, you are required um to like be drafted and everything. Yeah. But is there a chance that you rock at it? Well, no. Yeah, but the, she so but she sold me on it yeah. in the first five minutes of the movie. Well, I was sold. It was also it's like you know she has the background because yeah. you know she's a you know athletic former soldier martial artist and everything. Well, so at least she has that that pedigree to mm-hmm. pull off uh, pull off a Wonder Woman on screen, and well, that's the thing. Like, well, I appreciate it also about mm-hmm. it was the fact that yeah she looks like a supermodel. Yeah, let's face facts. Mm-hmm. But the women that they had on Themyscira. Oh, they were amazing. Didn't like they all didn't. It, it would have been if it was a man directing that movie. Yeah, all the women in the movie yeah. would have looked like Victoria's Secret models. It would have looked like either uh, Andy Sidaris, I think his name was. He yeah. was that B movie director. He did like Lethal Ladies yeah. or something. Oh, was it a, uh, the, his most famous one is uh, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Um, I think that was someone else. Oh, wait. Was no, it? no, it was. With all was the it? women with giant breasts and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that was him. No, it w- they were over-sexualized. Like, yep. there was like, you know... It, they didn't look like they can kick someone's ass. However, the Amazon warriors that yeah. we saw in Wonder Woman... Oh, yeah, dude. Like, one of the, yeah, one of the they ones... they look like they could fuck you up. Yep. Yeah. One of the ones that stood out to me is she wasn't even starting out 
to be an actress. She was actually a she's a CrossFit champion. Mm-hmm. Um, she was actually in Wonder Woman as one of the background characters, and she was so good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, she had to, and she ended up being in um, in Justice League also. Yeah, yeah. She was her name was Brooke Entz. Oh, she's okay. a she's a uh, she's a famous, uh, very well known mm-hmm. CrossFit competitor. They, and and she yeah. was actually in Wonder Woman in the mm-hmm. background. She was this blonde one mm-hmm. that was one of the badass ones. And she was uh, and she ended up being in J in JLA too. Yep. The reason why was because I think was it Patty. Patty, the director, Patty something. Oh, oh, Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins. Yeah. She didn't want just model-looking girls in the background because yeah. they live on an island where they train to be warriors. And yeah, no, all and day it, and night. No, it makes sense. So she went out and got like you know women from all sorts of athletic backgrounds. Yep. Actually, one of my favorite stunt women was an Amazon on there. She, uh, Samantha Wynn. Um, and she is a um a Canadian American like wushu athlete. Um, so, and I remember first seeing her like doing like these demo reels on right. YouTube and she's a real life Chung Lee. Yeah. Like she is so fucking badass and everything. So, and then also they had, um, what's her face? She actually played one of the Dora Milaje, uh, Dora Dora Milaje. and oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Black she was Panther. In, yep. And whatnot. So the yeah, only so, one I think that didn't have really an athletic background was, uh, Robin Tooney, Robin Tooney. No, Robin, uh, no, Robin, um, fucking, uh, Jenny from Robin uh, Jenny. No, no, it wasn't Robin Je- Jenny. No, was I'm saying she's Jenny from uh, Oh, Jenny. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't she married to what's his face? Um, uh, Sean Penn. Bacon. Sean Penn? Oh, yeah. yeah, she was married to Sean Penn. Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Yeah. Robin Wright Penn. Yeah. And now Sean Penn is married to Vincent D'Onofrio's daughter. And really? Sean Penn's a year older than Vincent D'Onofrio. Oof. Yeah. But, yeah. but no, but like, but going back to the. Uh, to the Amazons, yeah. you have like you know a wushu athletes, bodybuilders, CrossFit. You have all these badasses, yep. and let me tell you, it worked because I would have watched the movie. Just oh, totally. Them. I'm saying like yep. they had you invested in like the background Amazons. Yep. You know, yeah. And her yeah. mom, God, what can I remember her name? She's that French Connie Canadian Nielsen. actress. She's French Canadian, I think. No, uh, she's Danish. Danish? Yeah, oh. Connie Nielsen. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, she was on uh, SVU for a while. She was, yeah. yeah she, she was like Stabler's a partner. Stabler's partner when because um, Mariska Hargitay was on maternity yep. leave. But she was great in it, too, playing mm-hmm. uh, Queen Queen Themyscira. Themis- no, the Themyscira is the island. Yeah, but yeah. I thought... Oh, Hippolyta. Hi- Hippolyta. Hi- yeah, yeah. Hippolyta. Hi- Hippolyta, but yeah. Hippolyta. Hippolyta. Greek yeah. words are hard. Yeah, uh, but no, but you know, what made Wonder Woman great, mm-hmm. um, again, like, because it was a female-led movie, but it was also a female-directed right. movie. Right, so she can take it from the perspective of a a woman's point of view right. and see what she would put in as a hero, where mm-hmm. men can't do that. Uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of the times, like Rennie Harlan, he was one that directed Long Kiss Goodnight. Mm-hmm. It was good, but it could have been better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the time, a lot of women didn't direct, if at all. There was no opportunities yeah, for them. It was, it was, um, it's kind of like Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to sound crazy, but it's like a lot of women that watch uh, porn mm-hmm. rather watch female directed porn yeah because they they are they they do it from more of a female perspective and, there's and a, it's there's not a, the whole degrading about it yeah know? i was about to say like i'm sure there's like a level of sensuality yeah that they find like that's more of a turn yep. on and everything <laughs> we so, just yeah. compare one the woman to porn i mean considering <laughs> her origins it's yeah. it's on point uh, yeah oh it's funny when in the comic books uh, dc decided uh to make her canonically bisexual, mm-hmm. people were like, "That's an outrage." No, that's Bro, she grew up on an island with nothing but women. Well, also, they would th- kidnap men just to impregnate themselves. No, no, but check this out. 
That's Greece. Yeah. In a Greek mythology, everybody was banging Greek, everybody. Greek mythology, even yeah. Greek life. I'm, I'm back just, in, <laughs> well, we're talking about Greek mythology Not here. now, I mean. Yeah. Back then. But that was on point because yeah. everybody was pansexual. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I mean, fucking, uh, what's his face? Zeus turned himself into a goose. Yeah, or a swan. <laughs> oh, so that's what it was, a yeah. swan. Yeah, but no, but you know what it is? They hear bisexual, they hear pansexual, and they yeah. automatically become homophobic. Like, oh, it's woke. Oh, it's a pandering. It's woke. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, and so when they made her canonically bisexual, it's like, bro, she grew up on an island with mm-hmm. nothing but women. Yeah. Uh, it, literally in their backstory, they kidnap men from the sea mm-hmm. and preg- get impregnated and then kill them. Mm-hmm. So they were basically like... Praying mantis. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> Eating um, the head and everything. Yeah. But anyway, let's go take a quick break. We'll be right back. You want to up your running game? Run like a caveman. Finally, shoes are getting back to nature. Toe shoes. You were born barefoot. Your ancestors ran barefoot. And now, toe shoes allow you to run barefoot but with shoes that look like feet. Slightly deformed, web-toed, brightly colored feet. Just like our ancestors that died at 25 of rickets. They're like wearing no shoes at all, as nature intended. Toe shoes. They're shoes for toes and twats. And we're back. Thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us. So we were talking about Wonder Woman. And so, and what we were talking about, a female-led movie as far as director and actress, and they showed all these amazing Amazonian women, which uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. goes into what, what Jay and I came up with, the snoo-snoo fetish. Yep. Uh, oh, absolutely. And for those who don't know, Futurama, snoo-snoo. Mm. Yeah. Death by snoo-snoo. And you know what? In a, just, to, just to like you know elaborate and everything, a snoo-snoo thing isn't just because they're big and gorgeous. Oh, no, It's no. because it's the whole, like... They're, they're they're strong. Like yeah. strength and confidence is a turn. Strength and confidence, and not yeah. and it's not so so much physical. Mm-hmm. Like like for example, I think I mentioned it to you one time, Liz mm-hmm. Cheney. Yeah, Liz Cheney gives off that that the, you know she looks like an average like school teacher almost. But then yeah. it's something about it, you sit there and go, damn, Liz Cheney can get it. Or like uh, <laughs> or Shayla Baszler, for example. Yeah. She, you know, oh. A lot of people will say she's unconventional looking, and you know yeah. that's code for. But uh, ugly. Yeah, but <laughs> not she's she's attractive, but also like the fact that she can you know kick your ass oh, is yeah. another turn on too. Well, that was the, that's where my girlfriend and I disagree because my girlfriend mm-hmm. likes women, and of mm-hmm. course she she simps on the woman that everybody's simping Rhea on. Rhea Ripley right and rightfully Rip- so. Rhea Ripley and mm-hmm. rightfully so. Yeah, but like Zoe Stark is another one I think is. Yeah, very good looking. Mm-hmm. And she goes, "Oh, she's ugly." I'm like, mm, "I disagree." Oh, I mean, I, I want to do like a Family Guy. Oh, Reginald, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, uh, there is a little bit of hateration. A little bit. Know? Yeah. No, but yeah. Zoe Stark is another one. Yeah. And yeah, she is physically strong, but mm. but yeah, the uh, the whole snoo snoo thing was. Yeah. It kind of like there used to be something called muscle fetish. Yeah. And and it's kind of the same thing, but mm. on a different level. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It's kind of Snoo Snoo is more like the woman that can grab you by the shirt, yeah. throw you on the ground, and say you're mine. And you, yep. sit, there, and you sit there like Stewie and Family Guy yeah. when okay. Meg goes, "You're all my I, bitches now." He goes, "Okay,", okay. <laughs> or Hans Moleman when he's picked up by that uh, gay general in the club. <laughs> you're coming home with me, yes, sir. As he salutes. <laughs> but yeah, I just finished. Well, we just started watching. Uh, I kind of got tired. I was sleepy. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we held off to watch the rest of it. It was Gunpowder Milkshake. Which is a great one. Great Love one. It. Yeah. I never, like, it stars Karen Gilliam. The Everybody knows her from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, and uh, uh, as Amy Pond from Doctor Who. Right. But but I think she is known more, like, globally mm-hmm. as, uh, what's her face? Nebula. Yeah. From Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. uh, the MCU. She, she, she killed it in yeah. Gunpowder Milkshake because it's a quirky kind of movie. Mm-hmm. She's another one. 
model good looks, but mm. still looks like she can kind of kick your ass. You know, and you know the thing is, is that the way they uh, they uh, you know written her character and everything was right. a woman of purpose. You know, it did. She, her, what I loved about her character, along with Charlize's character in Atomic yeah. Blonde. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Kate and everything is that they didn't suffer the stereotypical Hollywood approach of action right. heroines. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like they never, like, you know, no useless love interest, no, nope. and like, um, there was no love know. interest at all. Yeah. And, which was yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. And that was the same thing with Kate. Yeah. Uh, which by the way, I forgot to mention when we were talking about Kate, mm-hmm. dude, it so gave me, it was like, I know that it's, it's they kind of made it formerly with some movies, but it co- totally gave me the La Femme Nikita vibe. It did. Uh, also, uh, oh, that's Ma- Maggie good Q, Maggie Q, and Naked Weapon. Yes, where they took yeah. her from a child. Yeah, and made her also like Black Widow. Yeah, they took her from a child and indoctrinated her to become this highly elite assassin. Mm, so right. even though they got that same trope, yeah, it, it works. Well, you know what really did inspire all these tropes was the Hong Kong action um, film industry. Oh yeah. Now, because I wanted to mention this during our talk and everything, because we we talked about how um, male driven like projects with like female leads and everything tend to be from the male gaze and everything. Right. Hong Kong does not get enough credit for delivering amazing action movies with strong female leads without having the suffering of like all the tropes like right yeah you're right and i think it's because and this is my this is my liberal side coming out right Mm -hmm. here well i only really pretty much i think Mm -hmm. well liberal in the middle of the world anyway the directors and even the male Mm -hmm. point Mm -hmm. of view Mm -hmm. i ain't using big words Mm -hmm. uh from directors Mm -hmm. they're more Mm open-minded and more uh liberal because even in a lot of the asian culture you go into their mythology and all that there Mm -hmm. are strong women in there so i think that they know how to take that Mm -hmm. and they don't treat it like oh this is a this is a woman so she's soft and sensitive she needs someone to help her no they say she's just a badass, yeah. you know? I mean, well, and, and honestly, that is, you're right, because that is extremely evident, because in um, Hong Kong movies, like, they have the actresses do a lot of martial arts scenes, and even actresses who don't even have a martial arts background, like, for example, Michelle Yeoh, you know, as we all know. I thought she did. No, she oh, was actually really? a dancer first. Wow. But the thing is, is that she was so athletically gifted, or still is athletically gifted, right. that she was able to um, pick up like the choreography and the moves. I always thought that dancers make great martial artists. Oh, yeah. well, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yep. Um, he Summer- was, he's a, tra- uh, was it classically trained ballet dancer? Exactly, yeah. Um, uh, Summer Glau from the Firefly, from Firefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What's her face? Um, I don't know. What is her face? Um, from uh, Kingsman that we mentioned earlier. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one with the bionic uh, legs. Oh, the, a- the Asian girl? Uh, no, she wasn't Asian. She looks Asian. She's She looks like a Middle oh, Eastern. But she, she, yeah, 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 yeah. But okay, she yeah. has like um, the uh, bionic legs. The blade legs. legs. The, blade she has legs. the blade legs, yeah. She's a dancer, too. Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Um, and there's another actress from the um, from the Hong Kong like um, 80s era was uh, Moon Lee. Uh, Moon Lee was almost like a... Yeah, like a live action anime um, actress because she looked very cutesy, very girl next door, but could fuck you up. Oh, like that girl from uh, Kill Bill? Yeah. What was her name? Gogo uh, Yubari. Yo, Yo, Yubari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Um, oh, that's another female led movie that doesn't get enough credit either. Oh, yeah, yeah. Girl power. Yeah. yeah. Kill Bill. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Well, because, like, well, and this is coming, fr- and like, because that was inspired by the Hong Kong films. Yep. Tarantino was a huge fan 
of like kung fu movies, and Hong Kong has delivered so many incredible yeah. female leads. Well, and also a little bit of the revenge movies of like the eighties, kind yeah. of like uh, Angel. Remember yeah. Angel? Mm, of course, uh, yeah. And, and I spit on your grave. Yep. And a little bit of the black exploitation, like a Jackie Brown. Yeah. So Tarantino's how to mix it all together. So, um, so yeah. Well, Hong Kong has had created a genre that encompasses all of that: the revenge, the black exploitation feel, and everything. Right. The girls with guns subgenre. Oh, okay. Is so, that what it's called? Girls so, kind of like yeah. Naked Weapon. Yeah, Naked Weapon actually is like a. Um, like almost like a homage to the girls of guns right. like era because like in the eighties, the eighties was like the golden era of the girls of guns yep. because you had yes, madam starring uh, Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock. To all the Cynthia Rothrock's big action movies were made in Hong, in Hong Kong. Kong. Oh yeah. yeah. Her best movies were from Hong Kong and everything. Right. Cause, um, cause she said in interviews that like, uh, um, Hong Kong filmmakers yeah. want to push their actors to their physical limit yep. to deliver believable, um, Fight scenes, but as well as, as, well as the believable um, uh, performances. Five bucks says that current action movie uh, fans, mm -hmm. unless they're uh, our level of uh, cinephile mm -hmm. and martial arts movies, they mm -hmm. don't know who Cynthia Rothrock is. No, no, only like the real ones. No, yeah. but uh, but we also had you know amazing actresses like I mentioned Moon Lee, uh, but there's also Yukari Oshima. Who's yeah. done like a lot of like martial arts films in Hong Kong, and she there's like a and she was like one of the very few Japanese actors right. that were featured in Hong Kong movies. Her in a US, uh, Yusaki Karada, um, she was basically um, the female Jackie Chan. Right. Well, like Japan's female Jackie Chan. Well, Maggie Q was uh, yeah. she's Hawaiian. Yeah, she, so she's American. Yeah, and first, you know, what was the first movie I ever saw her in mm. was uh, Gen Y Cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was the first movie I saw her in too. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. but you uh, were saying, but uh, yeah, but there was also you know Sharon Young, uh, Cynthia Khan, uh, Angela Mao. Angela Mao, you you may know her as um, Bruce Lee's sister in uh, Enter the Dragon. Okay, um, you know she had like one fight scene and she did great and everything. But like in Hong Kong, she has a whole lot of movies and everything. Uh, but yeah, and so the Hong Kong has like you know there are like a lot of like these great projects featuring women. I remember Cynthia Rothrock was um, was a very like groundbreaker in Hong Kong because she was the first American white lead in Hong Kong action movies. She right. had she was she actually had her own movies in Hong Kong where she was the main star, such as. Um, the what was it? Uh, Inspector wears skirts. Writing uh, uh, blonde fury. Lady reporter. Mm. Lady dragon. All that. Actually, um, Inspector wears skirts is a great one because that was basically police academy meets um, you know girls with guns genre. <laughs> well, because, it's called girls with skirts. It doesn't sound like a really serious wears, movie, right? Well, yeah. Inspector wears skirts, aka known as Top Squad. But basically, it was really such an awesome movie. It was yeah. uh, produced by Jackie Chan. But basically, it was a the um, a new task force was formed, an all women police force. Right. And so you know you had Cynthia Rothrock in there, Sibel Hugh, Cara Hui. Um, so it was the Expendables before they, they it was the exactly Expendables. and and the uh, but yeah so it was like this ragtag of female police officers that right. have to train together band together to become like one unit so basically there's and there was like some hijinks and everything and that's what the police academy part yeah. goes into you, you know what movie introduced me to Michelle Yeoh mm. was uh, City Cop 
Or Super Cop? Super Cop with yeah, Jackie yeah. Chan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's was the first movie I ever saw her in. Same thing with me. And yeah. then um, what made me a fan of hers mm-hmm. was that same year that Super Cop was localized in the United States, mm-hmm. TNT had a Michelle Yeoh um, film festival. Okay. So they sh- oh, yeah. They showed, showed Heroic Trio. Did they show Scorpion? No. Have you seen that one? I've seen that one. Yeah. But that, that movie was made... Um, after she after, became big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Because that's where she was like the silver superhero, right? Yeah. I think it was Silverhawk, maybe? Silverhawk. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, But that movie also had like some really great um, female action icons as well. Um, Because you had... um, who else was in that which, one? Which Maggie Chung. Uh, Heroic Trio. Um, Oh, Heroic Trio. Maggie uh, Maggie Chung was in that one. Um, God, the the other actress. uh, She was actually a pop star in Hong Kong. Oh, Anita Mui. She was known as the Madonna of Hong Kong. You, you need what? Oh, I knew you were going to make that <laughs> dumbass. You need those fucking hacky ass You need shit. what? Need you need a movie. <laughs> you get it? Because Anita sounds like Anita. <laughs> anyway. Your sister. <laughs> Your sister. Anyway, and there was all, they also showed a Wing Chun, um, which um, was actually um, based on the founder of the Wing Chun martial art, which right. actually was, found, was created by a woman. A lot of people don't know that, but yeah, Wing Chun, as popularized by Bruce Lee, yeah. by Donnie Yen in the Ip Man films, was created by a woman. No kidding. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Hong Kong has done more for female action heroes than Hollywood oh, has. Yeah, no than, doubt. And, than any, honestly, I would just, I would dare say any other um, film industry in, no the, in the world. I mean, one of the, there are, see, the thing is, the perspective of international movies, mm-hmm. it doesn't take it from like, uh, like for example, La Femme Nikita, who mm-hmm. has had like four or five incarnations already mm-hmm. because you had the original movie, mm-hmm. which, which was French, by the way. Yep. And it showed her as being the lead female character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was they remade it into an American, which is honestly underrated movie. And it's one of the only American movies to translate an international movie mm-hmm. that didn't shit the bed. Yeah. Uh, it was called um, No uh, No Retreat. No, uh, no, never turn. uh bleh. Point of no return. Jesus oh, Christ. With the, oh, with Bridget Fonda. Yeah, Bridget Fonda. Yeah. That's La Femme Nikita. Yeah. Just that, Americanized. Yeah, yeah. And then you had La Femme Nikita TV show with Peter Wilson. Yeah, which Pete, was always just awesome. Peter Wilson. My mom loved what. that show, by the way. Uh, I loved it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe for different reasons. Than your, it might have been different reasons than your mom did. I don't know. Well, you know what's funny is that I remember that that was the show that came out after Raw, which yeah. I would still stay tuned for. Yeah. You know, at that time, uh, I had a huge crush on not only Peter Wilson, mm. but the, and this is thing where kind of like I saw taller women as being mm. more attractive. Mm. Uh, not that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was more attracted to taller women. Uh, Chris, uh, shit, Dirt Rock from the Sun. Kristen, oh, Kristen Johnson. Dude. Yeah. They're like both like 5'9". Five, five, yeah. No, they're both like 5'10", five, 5'11". Five, mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, Peter Wilson. And then it got redone again with mm-hmm. Maggie Q. Yep. And it's just called Nikita. Mm-hmm. So it was three different times based on one French movie that yeah. hardly anybody ever has yeah. ever seen. I want to give a shout out to one of my favorite Hong Kong filmmakers who has done a lot for women. Like, she, he, uh, Corey Yuen. Uh, Corey Yuen um, was is one of the most like celebrated action directors right. of all time. Um, for those you don't know, like Corey Yuen, I would say like on the uh, on the same wavelength as like you know Yuen Wu Ping, who choreographed the Matrix films. Right. Um, he was one of Jackie Chan's schoolmates when they went to the Peking Opera School. No kidding. Oh yeah, and he directed a lot of movies with Jackie Chan, with Jet Li, with Michelle Yeoh. Mm-hmm. In fact, he was one of the most predominant directors in the girls with guns genre because a lot of his movies, um, he um, you know, were with female leads. Yes, Madam. 
uh, No Retreat, No Surrender 2. Uh, Michelle, um, uh, Cynthia Rothrock actually shared the, um, what do you call it, the marquee yeah, with yeah. like Lauren Avaldon and everything. She shoots straight. Um, I, uh, who, what else? Um, oh, So Close. Right. With, uh, oh, so Close. So Close. Yeah, with, uh, yeah, yeah. with, um, that was the one I was thinking about. Yeah. With, um, Shu Kai, ja, uh, Vicky Zhao Wei, and, uh, yeah. Karen Mock. And so now, Close. That's the one I couldn't think about. Yeah. But yeah. Now, that now, movie's badass. It is. I had it on DVD and I think I burnt I, it. I still have it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I gave it to you. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. you got it? No, I bought it years oh, ago. I bought because, it back when I was 19. Because I gave you a bunch of uh, Hong Kong movies, too, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, But no, So Close I've had way longer than uh, Got it. before we uh, yeah, met yeah. and everything. No, but that one's badass, too. And that and one was a... Three females. Yeah. And that one was a love letter to um, the Girls with Guns genre, because right. there was this one part where uh, Karen Malk is fighting one of the henchmen, and they're on like this like um, walkway in a building. And the walkway has like those like uh, glass guardrails and everything. Right. And so when she does like basically like this Hurricane Rana type, like she hangs her legs over the uh, railway, flips around, breaks through the glass, pulls the guy by his ankles and throws him off. Michelle Yeoh did that exact same spot in Yes, Madam, also directed by Corey Ewan. And so, yeah, but I really want to give a shout out to Corey Ewan for what he's done for women in action. Because he was just like, um, he always wanted to bring the best out of his uh, actresses in terms of physicality and drama. And he's like, you know, one of those directors that can make anyone that, that has no martial arts background look good. I would say to borrow from like, you know, for the wrestling fans who listen to everything, he is what Dave Finley was to the women's division. Um, that's what Corian was to, uh, to like um, female action movies. Uh, just that, you know, just that, that the filmmaker that just gets it. Right. You know, and well, the thing is that because in Hong Kong, mm-hmm. uh, from what I've noticed, there's a lot of go to action movie directors. Yeah. Here, there's not really that. I mean, there is like a Michael Bay. Yeah. But there's no really go to action movie directors that I can think of at the top of my head. There's also the freedom. Like Hong Kong, like action directors, they get like um, full control. Oh, they're, uh, yeah, they can sequences. almost kill their actors. Oh, <laughs> totally, yeah. Because like the studios don't care. They 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 want they know what sells, yeah, and that's, that's the action. That's See, like what Jackie Chan said when he first started making movies here. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's used to doing all his own stunts and everything like that. Yeah. And when he went to go do something and set up, they're like, no, no, Jackie, you you, you don't do this. Yeah, part. Hollywood. See, and he's and like, what? Yeah. See, and that's why. That's why. When that's why he kind of stopped making Hollywood movies. Oh yeah, because like he said, like his Hollywood movies were just he did it for the money, which I don't blame him, and it also helped raise his profile. Yep. Because I mean, an international action star. First, first dramatic movie I ever saw him in was not so long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the one where he plays his dad whose daughter is killed. Oh, the foreigner. Yeah. That yeah. Was so fucking good, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. First one I saw that where he played a dramatic role was Heart of the Dragon, mm-hmm. where he played a cop and his brother, who was played by uh, Samuel Hung, right. was autistic. So it's kind of like a mice and men meets kung fu mm. and everything. But yeah. So, but going back, so mm. the the thing is now mm-hmm. a lot of it's kind of regressed. Where in the early, well, in the nineties, early 2000s, two thousands, mm-hmm. even the two thousand tens, they were going towards more a strong female lead that can carry her own. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, they're doing that. But what I mean, it's changed. Is that they're doing that now? Mm-hmm. Uh, however, a lot of the, the the fans are criticizing it. Yeah, like not not the fans of the movie, but the fans of the genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I think it's because the fact that more and more of the toxicity 
of mm-hmm. the male toxicity is seeping into that. Yeah. You know, because if it was a bunch of dudes, which is funny because there are a lot of these toxic dudes are mm-hmm. homophobic, but then when they see movies with guys with no shirts on, oh, they, oh they, that's they, the one I want to see. Yeah, Urgh, he kills everybody. Is that, is that like, is that an accidental homosexuality and well, everything? And I think with John Wick, yeah. it's so popular because a lot of them have murder fantasies. Oh, yeah. Think. All like those middle aged uh, dads and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, middle aged dads and some of these younger dudes too. Yeah. You know, like the ones I see in the gym that have no body hair and take naked pictures of well half naked pictures of each other in the bathroom or the ones that would have like the you know the punisher um sticker oh, on their God. truck where they make their rants against minorities but no i'm glad you mentioned the um the misogyny because we mentioned yeah. that earlier but i'm glad you brought it up again because a movie came out which encompasses that type of criticism but it was such a phenomenal movie we're talking about prey Oh, dude! Yeah, Great. yeah. Was well, see, when when you mentioned that one before, mm-hmm. uh, when we were talking off off mm-hmm. the mic, the the reason why there's movies like that one mm-hmm. and like Kate and like uh, what was the one with um there's recently with with uh, Jessica Chastain. Oh, um, it was a woman's name too, I think. And it, it was. Also, I know what you're talking it's about. It's also produced by Netflix, and I think Netflix and Hulu because the one you're talking about, Prey, mm-hmm. was produced was it, by was Hulu. It, I think it was called Anna. I think so. Yeah. Uh, let me see. No, but Jessica Chastain was in it, and it's yeah. also, I think, a Netflix movie. Movie, uh, and it was really fucking good. I don't know it if was, you watched yeah. it. I watched it. it it's fucking dope. Um, and again, she plays like it, this secret agent, you know, that her family doesn't know, and fucking it, good. Man. It did. It did have like a fe- uh, a La Femme Nikita vibe to it. it but did. no. But yeah. But no. Like the reason I bring up Prey is mm-hmm. because um, it was. It, oh, Ava. That's the name of the movie. Ava. So I knew it had a woman's name that, too. <laughs> that movie had such unfair criticism by like all like these toxic masculine incels. Gee, I wonder why. Right? Because like um if you guys don't know and everything, Prey is the latest um predator movie. And it actually takes place um uh, I'm trying to remember like before a, the Europeans yeah. came in and so invaded se- it was, the, yeah, the North America. 17, 17, 19. And everything. And so the main character is a uh, young a uh, Comanche warrior named yeah. Naru. I mean, some Europeans were already here, but you know what I mean. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so her tribe um, is being targeted by the predator because, you know, as you know, the predators look for, like, you know, worthy prey worthy, and everything. Yeah, worthy prey. But actually, it was it was her and her brother yeah. that it was targeting. Yeah, as well as the uh, poachers yeah. and everything. So um, she fights the predator in that one and wins. Yep. And it wasn't... Dude, a, that was a gnarly-ass looking predator. It too. was, yeah. It was definitely like an ancient-style predator. One of the best predator. designs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but what was made it great was that her character was, you know... They made it realistic because they didn't make her completely overpowered like oh, Rey no, no, and yeah. everything from Star Wars. It's like she worked to become, you know, to become the victor. Yep. Um, she was extremely resourceful. She was a great hunter, a great tracker. Mm-hmm. She was very observant. Well, she was trying to. She was trying. Her brother mm. was the greatest hunter. Yeah. In the in the tribe, in their family, in their yeah. clan, and she wanted and to be she chief. Was to, she was trying to. Outdo yeah. him, yeah. yeah. But also, she wanted to be chief because right, she's, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but she knew she had to outdo her brother in order to do that. And it was also like it was like the misogyny at the time, like yep. you know, during then, like the women could only be like you know heads of the household well, and everything. Which is funny because yeah. uh, indigenous Amer- indigenous people, they're the they're the ones who believe that two spirits can inhabit one body. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people who talk about gender fluid is not a thing. Mm-hmm. Indigenous people have been doing known that for thousands or hundreds mm-hmm. of years or thousands mm-hmm. of years yeah. because they have, I, I can't remember their name right now, but mm-hmm. it's a particular people yeah. uh, that they say that two souls inhabit the same body. Yeah. So, 
So and they're usually yeah. the wisest one in the tribe. Right, exactly. But anyway, which, going and, back to prey. But yeah, but so like when she fights the predator and uh, the predator and everything, and right. um, she's you know it's not head on. She's using like you know the different resources and everything because the predator has gotten weakened and everything, but it's still formidable. Yeah. Well, but she, she she she's not only has to deal with the predator, but she's also dealing with the poachers. poachers too, yeah. yeah, which she's outsmarted as well and everything. Yeah. Um, but she uses her resources, her instincts, and everything to kill the the predator yeah and so and um but yeah so it was an awesome movie i oh, loved it, it. it i think it was like the best predator movie in a long time it actually it, it actually garners the a uh, sequel yeah they're supposed to be making a sequel it's supposed to be in world war Two. yeah yeah but and um so and all of these fucking incels just come out of the woodwork <laughs> yeah. and just bash a movie saying, oh, that's unrealistic. Oh, yeah. like, you know, they made the Predator look weak and everything, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's unbelievable that a small girl like her can beat a Predator. And you could tell that these assholes did not watch the movie at yeah. all. They just saw that she was the main character, she was going to fight the Predator, and they made up their minds about it. Yeah. If they actually watched the movie, they would know that she's a Comanche warrior. She's been raised in a tribe of you know hunters, yeah. warriors. You can't do that. You're a girl. Yeah. And also, again... <laughs> it's like, bro, women give birth. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what it is? It's like, I saw, like, um, I joined, like, and I'm thinking about, like, just leaving it and everything. This, like, um, Predator fan club oh, on God. Facebook. Yeah. And all of it is just bitching and moaning yeah. all it about like um prey and everything and so they're they were trying to compare which is funny because predator versus aliens sucked oh it totally did <laughs> absolutely i'll watch prey 10 times before i watch fucking alien versus predator i'm saying man like i said this is the best predator movie since predator 2 straight it, up it reminded me of uh there was i'll think about it in a second but you go like this mm. predator good alien good yeah predator versus alien Nasty crap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it was Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, yeah. Jim Gaffigan when he talks about uh, hot pockets, mm -hmm. he goes meat. He goes meat. Good cheese. Good hot pockets. Nasty crap. <laughs> right. They. Uh, what was it? Um, they try to compare um, Naru with uh, Billy from the first movie, and they said like you know it was believable that Billy was able to stand toe toe to the predator because I could believe that the soldier. Um, that was like, you know, well-trained and battle-hardy could kill a predator than right. the small Comanche girl. I was like, okay, first of all, Billy got murdered. Well, he, was, he, got, he was killed straight up. Yeah, and if you want It to was know, a last stand. If you want to know the difference between them, mm -hmm. Billy, yes, was trained military. However, he wasn't trained in the style that she was where you had to use, you know, your resources, the nature yeah. out there, and you had to be stealth. Yeah. You know, he tried to go head up. She never tried to face it face to face. Exactly. So she tried to, you know, work it like she was working. What was the, uh, they were trying to hunt the puma? Yeah. Wasn't it a puma? Or a mountain lion? A mountain lion. Or, yeah. A mountain lion. Yeah. And so she treated the predator like she was hunting the mountain lion exactly. or a bear. She treated she, it the same yeah. way. She fought the predator on its own terms. Yeah. And he, like he, he Billy. He that bear up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was dope. Oh, and you yeah. see like, he's in stealth mode, but you see like the blood splashing yeah, him yeah. and everything. Yeah. But no, um, but also is that Billy didn't even know really, all that Billy knew about the predator, that it was a stealth killer and it was taking everybody out. He didn't. Billy. Uh, he, he did. He What's up? Best part is Billy gave the predator his laugh. That's the best thing. He yeah, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, uh, Naru was able to witness the predator do its thing. He was, she was able to analyze its tactics, right. and that's why she was able to beat him. Right. Billy but, tried to like do a last stand, 
and yep. didn't work well. Well, see, along those lines, that a lot of the movies now with action, with female action stars, mm-hmm. uh, they're going with women that don't look conventionally like they could, you know, kick somebody's ass, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's more and more so, like Mary uh, Elizabeth, even though she's not a small woman and mm-hmm. she she's very fit, mm-hmm. people think, oh, she couldn't kick their... Man, you don't know that. Look yeah. at Uma Thurman. Right. Uma, well, Uma Thurman, again, another tall-ass she, woman. Yeah, yeah. But it's not so much. It's like Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. in The Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Black in the MCU. See, the thing is, that's, what's, that's what makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Let's use the MCU. Let's go on to the MCU, and this is what we're going to close out with, because mm-hmm. this is the perfect example of the mm-hmm. misogyny you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Widow in the MCU... They simped on her. Loved yeah. her. When she was in Iron Man, had the curly hair, and she did her little... A superhero know, pose. Superhero pose. You're a poser. Everybody <laughs> fucking went over the fucking moon with her. Yeah. Give her her own movie, like... Eh. Yeah. And well, the- and it actually wasn't a bad... If you, if you didn't look at it as an MCU movie, which, of course, it is part, mm-hmm. but if you looked at it as its own standalone, yeah. you know, it was actually not a bad action movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Florence Pugh stole the movie. Oh, yeah, straight stole up. Stole the movie. Just like she did Hawkeye, she fucking stole the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, the whole poser thing. He yeah, goes, yeah. why did you always do that with the, with the pose? Well, yeah, well, they t- they always try to discredit that movie as well, saying, like, you know, oh, they should have released it before, like, oh, after Civil War, before Endgame, because we know she gets killed and everything. But it's like, here's the thing. They wanted to have a Black Widow solo movie even yeah. before Endgame, before oh, that. Dude, for, after the first Avengers movie, they yeah. Wanted. But why? Why they didn't? They couldn't because fucking Ike Perlmutter, that piece of shit, yeah. was did not want minority-led or female-led movies. Yeah. So as uh, there would have been, there would have been no Black Panther, no Shang Chi. Yep. Yeah. Which Shang Chi was a good movie. Yep. You know, was it the best one in the MCU? No. But it was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I would say it was the best one. Yeah. Well, yeah. nah. To me, yeah. still, the order of ranking is uh-huh. Winter Soldier first, uh-huh. then Black Panther, then everything mm-hmm. else. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. the the point is that they gave her her own movie. They gave her a female co-star who fucking killed it. Mm-hmm. You know, they gave her another female co-star with uh, Rachel, Rachel Vice, and yep. she killed it. Yeah. You know, I mean, the dude from Stranger Things, he was okay. David Harbour, yeah. Right. But then the the uh, one of the main uh, antagonists. Yeah. Uh, was a female also, Taskmaster, yeah. mm-hmm. which that surprised me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but the thing is that people shit on it because, again, you have four women that are the main of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going against the, uh, what is it called? The patriarchy. Yeah. Because the guy that was her quote-unquote like father figure, the, the yeah. dude that led up the, the Red Room. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it was, oh, well, she's fighting the patriarchy and it's mm-hmm. and it's really strong women. We can't like that. Right, right. Yeah. No, and it's like, what? What is it about women that scare you, dude? Like, it's, it's, it's. Just, I just don't get it. Like, it's because they won't date them. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. I don't get it either. No, I just no, don't understand. Yeah. And then another one is the one more recent, and this is another one that made me want to think about it. Was mm-hmm. uh, Marvels? Yeah. Uh, when Captain Marvel came out. Everybody had the same criticism mm-hmm. uh, that, oh, that um, Brie, Brie, uh, Brie Larson, it, it, it was a huge blockbuster, mm-hmm. but a huge, Brie Larson is this, mm-hmm. she's OP, that, the, yeah. but it was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, my uh, my only gripe with it was, I hey, I respect the girl power, yeah. but they were bashing was, you over the head with no, it. No, no, that was, fucking that, movie. no, that was like, that was it, was that, here, um... Was that they tr- they were so on the nose about it? Yeah. Like hell, they even played "I'm Just a Girl" yep. during one of the fight scenes, which yeah. honestly is cringing once you uh, think about well, it. Well, that's the difference between Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman gave you a strong female lead with mm-hmm. strong women uh, supporting her mm-hmm. as far as like Themyscira, mm-hmm. but they didn't 
like beat you upside the head, oh, you know, girl power. Whereas Captain Marvel, that was pretty much the running theme through the whole movie. Which, honestly, I think it was one of the things that they improved on the character in the Marvels. Because right. you had, you know, um, three um, um, film led by three uh, by three women. Uh, but they didn't have to go crazy with the whole girl power yep. thing. Why? Because they let the characters, they let how badass they are do tell that story. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Now, the, the, the thing is about the Marvels... And going back to the neck beards, mm-hmm. misogynist, because a lot of action movies, people go out on date night, and it's normally because the women like the action movie, and some mm-hmm. most of the time it's usually a good-looking dude that stars in it, mm-hmm. i.e. like a Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. uh, and the guy wants to see stuff blow up. Yeah. Or John Wick, where, you know, mm-hmm. who who doesn't find yeah. Keanu Reeves attractive? Mm-hmm. There's not a human being that exists. Right. That, you know, he's like the he's like the, the zaddy of to Ryan Reynolds. Well, well, they always they, they um, refer to like uh, Keanu Reeves as like the internet's boyfriend. Yeah, which okay. rightfully so. Yeah, rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. No, um, well, he's no Ryan Reynolds. However, yeah. <laughs> who is right? No. So with that movie, not only did you have three f- strong female lead, mm-hmm. you had a female antagonist mm-hmm. uh, who was the villain, mm-hmm. uh, but you also had three out of the four were women of color. Yeah. So the antagonist is a woman of color, even though she's supposed to be an alien. Yes, yeah. I get it. But the actress is obviously biracial. Right. Then you have a Muslim American. Mm-hmm. Then you have a black woman. Mm-hmm. So Brie Larson, and technically in the movie, she's the minority. Yeah. You know? And uh, so you have that type of like uh, casting. You know that like all like, you know, these uh, toxic masculinity mm-hmm. dudes are going to lose their shit. Well, it doesn't help that mo- most of the supporting cast yeah. is also people of color yeah and nick fury and mm. uh and the uh, her family her family marvel yeah. miss marvel's family yeah they're all people of color yeah so that doesn't help either yeah and honestly like it's just like a lot of people wanted this movie to fail honestly from because, jump from, from jump from yeah jump. see if you notice like a lot of stories about the marvels it's always like these very like clickbait articles like oh it's bombing at the box office it's the worst marvel movie ever blah 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 and everything well like, see and know, i think that takes people away from going to watch the movie right you because know, it's if, being, if, if from day one you start shitting on it yeah, yeah. It, 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 like the movie's being sabotaged yep you know but like if you look at the audience score as opposed to the critic score it's higher yep like the audience score Okay, when you look at Rotten Tomatoes and everything, critic scores don't mean shit. Yeah, honestly, dude, they because, tried to do that with Black Panther too. Right, shit on it from day one, so nobody goes watch it. Right, the score that you really should be focusing on, if you had to choose one or the other, would be the audience score. Oh, absolutely. Because the critic score, here's the thing: Crit- when it comes to movie criticism, it's all about politics. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you could buy a critic's good review. Right, you know what See, I'm saying? I like, saw I mean, the, yeah. I saw the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Was it the best Marvel movie? No. Was mm-hmm. it a good movie? Yes. Yes. It was. Honestly, I would say it's a great movie because the performances of the three leads. Like, they have such amazing chemistry that, you know, it just made it great. Also, I believe Brie Larson's performance as Captain Marvel was improved upon. It was because it, was yeah. because it, it didn't take itself so seriously in this well, one. Well, it's also that the, uh, the director, who is, by the way, the director of the Marvels is a woman of color. There you go. Um is a fan of comic books because I can, I think one of the weaknesses of the Captain Marvel movie, the first one was the fact that it was, you know, directed by two, by two hipster indie filmmakers that quite honestly probably didn't know shit about comics to begin Mm. with. So they did it, you know, with no real passion to it, which is why her performance was flat in this one. You have someone at the helm who appreciates the lore. Yeah. 
was able to get a lot of great stuff out of her. See, it's hit or miss when a director who's not a fan of comic books or the genre mm-hmm. uh, directs something. Mm-hmm. Um, that dude in the first Captain Marvel, meh. Brian Singer in the X Men movies, meh. meh. I think Hugh Jackman saved all that franchise. Oh, big time. Uh, and then, but then on the other hand, you have somebody like um, a, a Sam Raimi, who is a huge comic book fan, and, mm-hmm. and the original Tobey Maguire Spider Man still stand up. Oh yeah, know, because he they were that good. Mm-hmm. And so it depends on who's who's doing what. You yeah. know, if, uh, another per- the only one that I think can break that stigma mm-hmm. is uh, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, wasn't a huge fan. Of, of comic books or Batman, uh-huh. but the Christian Bale Batman movies are good. Eh. They're good. I'm not saying they're the greatest Batman movies ever. Yeah. They are good. Well, but, I mean, I could talk more about it, but that would divert from like our yeah. topic no, and no. everything. But, uh, but, but however, but like, no, having a uh, woman of color who's mm-hmm. also a comic book fan is what made the Marvels a great movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My yeah. only gripe with it was that the main villain really wasn't developed that well. It wasn't, you didn't get too much of the backstory. Yeah. And also, she wasn't really believable as a villain. Like, she didn't, uh, how could I put it? She didn't really have the, like, Ronan. Yeah. And Ronan the Accuser in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah. You knew kind of his backstory, and he was kind of, like, pissed because you could, she kind of came off too flat, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know, she wasn't really expressive. Yeah. You know, I want to destroy Captain Marvel. She, yeah. oh, she is the destroyer. She is the mm-hmm. annihilator. Okay, come on, come yeah. on. Put some emphasis on that. Right. But, I mean, but that was my only gripe with it. Like, I love the movie. I thought, right. like, the th- again, the three leads did an awesome job. I thought the action scenes were phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I was worried that it was. Um, I've noticed that Marvel has like um, improved their action yeah. well, uh, action it, department, like in filmmaking, like right. the editing. Uh, because I was afraid that it was going to be too much cuts and mm-hmm. everything like they've done. Like right. you know, a lot of movies suffered that, but they were really well um, crafted. Yeah. They were well filmed. You could see everything. And the Kamala Khan sequences, yeah, were better than they were in the TV show. Mm. Like, and the whole sequence where they're both they're all like disappearing and taking each other's place. Oh, it was place. phenomenal. It was, it was great. great. Yeah. yeah. Had you on the edge of your seat and yeah. everything. But the thing is, yeah, like even when they started to adapt, they said, okay, well, if this is going to happen to us, let's mm. go with it. Let's and that was actually my favorite part was them training to like learn each, how to like uh, coordinate their powers yeah, with each other. Because it yeah. showed that not all of a sudden, you know, you're going to know what to do. Yeah. One of my th- biggest fucking pet peeves of some superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just got these powers and I know ex- immediately how to use them. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I love when I love when like uh, characters put in the work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why I've always that's why one of my favorite characters from Naruto right. is Rock Lee. Because he's the only one that Did you say broccoli? Broccoli. Oh yeah. <laughs> you said broccoli. Is a character yeah. named Broccoli? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um but no, like he, because like, you know, he was like in like the Naruto world, like you have like jitsu, which right. is like your ninja talent and everything. He doesn't have that. So it's just like raw, you know, human strength from him and everything. So but he's he, the Yamcha of, of Naruto. Because <laughs> Yamcha doesn't have any power. He, he has key. He just, oh, does he? He just gets his ass oh. kicked a lot. <laughs> um, he's not very good. He, he's okay, saying. he's Yamcha and Krillin in the terms of like a human up against Saiyans and yeah, other yeah, life forms. But, but anyway, but yeah. But no, but that was like my favorite part because like the whole sequence almost played like a slumber party, you know, mm. between sisters and everything and whatnot. And, right. and that was the great thing about it was like the sisterly bond. 
between Carol, Monica, right. and uh, Kamala. Well, and it was also a story about regrowing relationships because at the beginning, yeah, uh, they're kind of estranged. Yeah, uh, Carol and uh, uh, Monica, Monica because of the blip. Right. Yeah, and and b- because that and Carol wasn't around when her mother died. Yeah. You know, so that was uh, speaking of which, the one who plays her mom. I just saw the trailer. She's gonna be, uh, be Bob Marley's wife in this movie about Bob Marley. Yeah, she's uh, she's a new uh, 007. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she, she, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. so my thing is, and we'll wrap it up with this. Mm-hmm. They, I enjoy a, and, and again, this all sparked by watching Kate, mm-hmm. and it was really good. And mm-hmm. I, I would watch it again. That's mm-hmm. how good it was. Honestly, yeah. And and I buy Mary Louise. God, what can I remember? Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, Mary yeah. Elizabeth Winstead. I buy her. As an action star, honestly, yeah. I feel like we are like living it in the uh, a new era yeah. of the girls of guns like uh, era yep. because like we have Kate, Gunpowder Milkshake, Atomic Blonde, um, Lucy, Lucy, um, oh, Lou, 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 Lou Ava, well. Ava, Hannah, oh, Hannah, Hannah. That was a great one. Also, yeah. oh, um, there was another one w- mm. with Charlize Theron as well. Um, that was a, a Netflix um, original as well. Um, developed by the same folks who did uh, the John Wick series. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Give me a moment. Well, while you're thinking of that, real quick, who we didn't the talk- old guard. That was it. Oh, the old guard. Yeah, yeah. 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 My girlfriend, I told her about it. And she, we saw the trailer. She's like, "Oh, they're immortal." She goes, "Nah, I don't want to see that yeah. because that's the only thing that took away from it." She likes to see human struggle, which you they know? did actually. Right. Yeah. Right, but they're immortal, so they really can't be killed. But so that was like kind of what turned her off to it. Mm. But anyway. Uh, somebody we didn't mention real quick and just aside, Mira Sorvino. Yeah. She did a couple of ones, but she falls into the where that she needed. She didn't need a male to save her, but they give her a male co-star to, to kind of go with it. Replacement like, killers. Yeah, like Chow Young Fat and yeah. Replacement Killers. Mm-hmm. Along came a spider with Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. So they always had that, but Mira Sorvino is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Also. Yeah. But no, like I'm, I'm, dude, I'm living for this new girls of guns era, you know, yeah. like we have, honestly, we do have the John wick series to thank Yep. and everything. Be- oh yeah. Yeah. yeah Ruby, because Ruby Rose in that second one was great. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I just want to say real quick, they made action awesome again yeah. because you know, they, thank God they got rid of that shaky cam shit. Did you know, <laughs> Uh, I hate shaking. Yeah, because even even uh, Dwayne Johnson has moved away kind of from action movies. Yeah, if you look at it, but anyway, um, and to go along with that, if you want to see something coming up that I think looks pretty good, mm-hmm. uh, the standout and stole the movie in Mad Max Fury Road mm-hmm. was uh, Fury Road mm-hmm. was Charlize Theron mm-hmm. as uh, Furiosa. Yeah, and of course the brides, mm-hmm. but. Furiosa is getting her own standalone movie. It she is. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be Charlize uh, Theron playing her because they go they went with a younger one. Yeah, it's uh, Anna Taylor Joy. Anna Taylor Joy that's in like every other movie now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll wait and see to see what that one's like. I'm actually looking forward to it. I saw the trailer and it looks pretty good. Another one that's coming out soon, which I think looks awesome. A lot of people are skeptical about it because then again, mm. the skeptical assholes are right. everywhere. But Madam Web. With um with yeah. Dakota, it's got Dakota yep. Johnson with in it. Yep. Um, Sydney Sweeney, um, Isabella Mercer. Uh, but it just looks really cool. Yeah. Like it, I, it, I like how they're merging all of the Spider Women mm-hmm. into, into one movie instead of introducing them separately. Right. It, it kind of has like a um. I mean, it does have like that Hong Kong Girls yeah. with Guns vibe. Dude, and the, the villain, the fucking uh, alternate universe Spider Man, looks fucking. Oh, sick. Uh, Ezekiel Sims. Yeah, yeah. The, the character design of that one looks sick. Mm. And it's supposed to cross over into the Venom universe. That he, one. He kind of his look kind of remind me of Night Thrasher. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. with that, any parting words, brother? Uh, what was it called? Uh, we're all about the girl power. 
go see Prey, go see Kate, go see all those movies. Don't let some neckbeards online tell you what's what. Yep. Just watch the movie, make your own decision. All I all I want is a good action movie. I don't care who the fuck stars in it, whether it be woman, mm-hmm. man, you know, whatever it is, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be a frog, but just make it a good ass fucking action movie. And that's all I want to see. Also, you know? watch Yes Madam because honestly, you cannot go with in life without watching Yes Madam. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. After joining us, remember to follow us on social media at The Minorities Report. We also have a second channel on TikTok at Minorities Report 2.0. Go ahead and send us a message on any of those platforms. Let us know. Give us a review. Tell us we suck. I don't know. Whatever you want. (laughs) Tell us how we can get better. (laughs) All right. And tell your friends. Well, thank you very much for joining us. And we will see you. You know what?